I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 264 with Conspiracy Music Guru. Don't believe in gravity. We are very stoked and happy to be having you, Alex. Welcome and well met. Thank you for having me on. Cheers. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, something we do at the beginning of these episodes is correspond the episode number to a numerological reduced major arcana for me. Rafael will be pulling a random card. Uh, but... 264 goes to 12, 12, 2 plus 1 is 3. 3 is the Empress card. I fully embrace life's rich fecundity. This is about everything is possible, allowing abundance into your life, tapping into the creative flow of the universe, and starting something nurturing. The Empress. Raphael, what card are you getting? So we got... Oh, very nice. It's the Princess of Wands. Can't see her so well because it's a pretty bright card. So this is 26 actually my number, but that's only my synchronicity. 26 is also the numerological reduction for Yod-Vev-Hav-He-Vev. Uh, I'm saying it completely wrong right now. Jehovah, basically. So the, you know, 26, uh, this triangle tetragrammaton idea. And it's also the, let's say, from fire to earth. So it's the combination of the fire and earth element, fire for the wands and earth for the princess. So I always like to think about it as like, you know, a complete channel from top to bottom, which in a sense is also what we're going to talk about today with all those perspectives going on. Right. So I think like the princess or like the page energy, right? Um, uh, it's kind of, I always think of like Jim Morrison or something. Yeah. Messenger. It's like, it's more petulant and a little more immature. It's not like somebody who's on top. It's someone who's like, let's all do the drugs and see what happens. Very passionate. I digress. So between that Empress card and the uh, kind of youthful flame fire of heart energy is there. Uh, and I should say, I was looking at your chart. You have a 26 degree moon that's conjunct my son and Gemini. So we're, we have 26 is, is our num big numbers for us. Anyway, astrologically speaking at degrees, um, Alex, is there anything uh, that pops out synchronistically? If not, it's all good uh, for the Empress and this page of, fire energy not off the top of my head no but this is this is way over my head this stuff bro <laughs> all right but oh. this is great because even the empress and i'll just fill in one more thing so empress is of course about the let's say represents the world itself and of course here today we'll also be talking about world views both in terms of you know belief system and perspectives on a mental level and also of course of course what picture what image image do we have of this world you know which obviously also is a huge topic in your music exactly yeah. so uh this is this is funny because sometimes Raphael brings in stray cats and i don't know them and i'm like oh cool let's let's get to know this person neither of us are very fully aware of you what happened i think is we have a um telegram account 
uh, Raphael set up. I'm pretty sure that's where it is. And there's a couple hundred people in there. And I was like, Hey, who wants to come on the show? And, or do you have any guest suggestions? And someone was like, Oh, you've got to get this guy on. And, uh, conspiracy. It wasn't someone. Go. So I'll just, uh, you oh, know, was it? it was so basically, you know, I invited, uh, Rodrigo Ferrari Nunes for space crack. And he then told us to invite Stellium seven who we spoke about the giants. And then you asked in the group and Stellium Seven basically said, oh, I re you really should get Conspiracy Music Guru on. And I was like, oh, this already sounds great. And then I looked at the music. I was like, oh, this is just perfect, you know, so I'm very happy to be I, having you. As I said before we came on, just just before the, the, the video came up with you on it, I was looking at an email and it, it was from Rodrigo Ferrari Nunes. And it was his Space Crack newsletter that he sends out once a month or whatever it is. So that was interesting. That's so there's already synchronicities. It's funny because even though you're a stranger to me, uh, you're running in circles that obviously are cross pollinating. So it's all just a matter of degrees, like seven bacon, uh, seven degrees or six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon kind of game. Uh, if you've ever played that. So we, we are now going to get to know who you are. Um, so, uh, you can kind of go as long or winded or as short winded as you prefer. I mean, I'm all about it. I'm a Gemini sun and moon. You're a Gem Gemini moon with an Aquarius sun. So you, you don't mind hacking reality. Um, kind of tell us who you are and how you got to where you are, where you, you are now. I know that could be long-winded, so don't fret. Like we'll pick it apart because I do want to get into um, flat Earth and your music and stuff. But it's also good to kind of have a perspective of the artist or person, the mind we're dealing with, uh, and the incubator of their becoming or whatever. Yeah. So um, yeah, go ahead. The conch is yours. Feel free to talk about whatever. I might interrupt you and ask questions at points, or Raphael might, but uh, feel free to kind of just jam basically yeah 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 no problem i mean i'm kind of confused as to as to why people want to talk to me or why i get recommended as guests because i'm just a normal working class guy really you know i was dragged up in the in the pubs and the clubs of uh, of uh, london bars and essex you know uh, bars and clubs my dad was a musician well he was an organist and he played in a band with his brothers for years so i was dragged to the gigs and uh, you know so music uh, was uh, was uh, was quite a big part of my life so i remember you know sitting down playing the piano when i was about four years old there was always a piano or an organ in the house so um you know it's a very working class uh, background so but i always had this interesting music because i was you know my dad would show me the chords on, on, on an organ or a piano and uh you know i kind of got the bug at a very early age and by by the by the age of eight years old i did my first gig in an, in an old age pensioners home and i was playing christmas songs and they all went That's around with the jug. They, yeah, they all went around with the, the glass and they put, they always like putting a pound in or two pound. And I got this glass and there was eight pound in it. Now, this was in the 80s. And uh, eight, eight pound in the, I was like, I just played a few Christmas songs and here's all this money to an eight year old child. It's like, holy crap. So it's like, I probably realized then that I could make a living somehow one day by, you know, just playing a few songs. And that was my dream to, 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 to make money somehow from from making music and I, you know, I, I did the whole going into factories and working and doing a nine to five, but I really hated people telling me what to do and when I could piss and when I could eat my lunch and all of that, you know, so, you know, doing a normal job, just, uh, I just didn't resonate with me at all. So I was like, right, what can I do to, to make money from music? And, uh, you know, I suppose in my twenties, I think I was doing DJing, karaoke and, and doing, um, playing the piano here or playing the organ in this bar and, you know, I had this one of these little keyboards that had all the beats and everything in it, and I would go around and make 40 bucks for a few, you know, a couple of hours. And so it was just like, right, I can do this. You know, I can, I can make some money 
you know, just playing the piano or doing a karaoke here or there or being a compare or doing DJing or, you know, and then it turned into playing acoustic guitar in pubs and uh, it just, uh, that, that was my living, just doing the, that was my apprenticeship, going in the bars and the clubs, just playing my music and uh, up till about 2012, that's, that, that's what I was doing and that was, you know, kind of my living and, uh, and then I started making ringtones, and that still is my living to, to this day. Ringtones? That, that is my bread and butter. That's Because I don't make money from conspiracy music, as I've said yeah. in, 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 in other interviews, that the independent artists will struggle enough, you know, to make money because they're independent, right? They don't get the backing of the and the, and the promotion of the record company or anything like that, or the marketing. So, But let alone the independent musicians like me that are singing about conspiracies that are heavily censored. So you can't make money doing this. So uh, yeah, I still have a ringtone business that play, that pays my that pays my bills. But my passion is now um, is now conspiracy music, obviously, because I started looking at the world quite differently in 2012. Um, sort of, you know, coming across conspiracies like 9/11. That was the uh, the conduit that got me into sort of truth. It was like because I always had this feeling that something wasn't quite right, and you just played there in your intro the the Matrix, um, the Morpheus, and. Uh, when Morpheus says you, you 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 feel it when you when you go to work when you pay your taxes you know when you go to church you feel there's something wrong in the world but you just can't put your finger on it and that was me it's just like everything's so screwed up what's going on and I remember having a conversation with my brother if they print money why can't they just print more money you know I was I was asking them bigger questions and he was saying well it's not as simple as that Alex is it? it's not simple I'm like well it should be it should be. so I was asking them big questions because there was something I knew there was something wrong. And when I started looking at, you know, conspiracies of 9-11 was, like I say, the conduit to get me into it. And it started all making sense that the world wasn't fucked up. It was it was designed that way, you know. Right. So uh, and, and that was a huge paradigm shift for me. It was, it was like having a, not an awakening, like a, being reborn, if you like, you know, like born again. But uh, just seeing the world differently, having a completely different paradigm shift. And uh, and then now I had all this, this information that was just like mind-blowing. It's like, right. Why I can finally put this into music? I'm, mean, you know, instead of doing them gigs in the pub and singing, doing cover songs and and singing songs about breakups and all that sort of stuff, that just not that mainstream music shit I was doing, a cover version. And now I was like, like 9/11, like they lied about that. And I was like, right, I can write about it in chemtrails and all this kind of thing. You just go on that journey of realizing, holy shit, this is. This is the bad place, man. So now I had something of substance to write about, and uh, it was only um, it was only in 2017 that I really had the confidence and probably the ability and the studio and the you know the the the, the software because uh, that's a hell of a learning curve. It was only till 2017 yeah. that I realised that I had these skills. I could actually put it into one thing and you know uh, and make a video and get a green screen, and uh, that's when I had the confidence to sort of go public with my, uh, my newfound understandings, if you like. But I didn't want to go public as, you know, Alex Michael and start singing about chemtrails and 9-11 and all that sort of stuff because I thought my family might think I might have lost my mind. Even, even one of my family members did suggest to me, are you sure you're okay, Alex? Are you sure you're not losing your mind? And um, so um, I forget where I was going with that now. But um, yes, cool. I... I, I just had the, you know, I had the confidence to put it in. So, yeah, so that's right. That's where I was going. Uh, so I didn't want to put myself out as the real Alex Michael. I, I wanted to hide behind the character, you know. So I put some shades on and I put a hat on, and I made it comedic, you know. So it almost looked like I was just having a laugh with it. I wasn't serious. It was satire. It was comedy, 
you know. So if anyone's pointing the finger saying, Alex is singing about this and singing about that, I have to just say, hey, it's just a character. It's just comedy. Take it for what it is. You know, if it resonates with you, great. Go and do something with it. If not, then it's just comedy. Move along. Nothing to see here kind of thing. It's funny. I'm curious. You were saying that your family, um, and I was listening to uh, one of your songs that Raphael sent me this morning, probably uh, one of the two he had mentioned a minute ago. And um, don't let them take your it, mind, I guess. The long one, yeah, yeah, it was like 10 minutes. Um, I'm curious, like, what was the call? I mean, you're coming from a, a, a you said more of a working class situation, possibly. Uh, were you coming from a religious perspective? I mean, I know you know, Western people tend to be Christian in theory or whatever, but like, so maybe you've read the Bible or gone to church service, but did you have an ontological Did you have a worldview given to you? Or because your North Node is conjunct your son by one degree. So you're car- like, you are living your destiny right now. Like your whole life is kind of never doubt that you're kind of, you're here to be a freak and to be a renegade. Beautiful. I, I, I love it. Thank you for saying that. I, I love to hear that. That's beautiful. Thank you have you. to do it. And in a sense, if you weren't doing it, if you were being more um, grounded, I guess you could say, and not so tinkering and uh, pushing the edges, you wouldn't feel you would feel inauthentic, which would really, really fuck with you. Uh, be, given the fact that you have a Gemini moon, you're willing to play with ideas. That's, that's, um, that's how I felt for most of my life. I didn't feel authentic. It's only when I came to sort of 2012. The last 10 years, I think I've been more authentic in the life, last five years. It drove me mad. It drove me mad being this this fake this this fake thing and just going along with this fake system. But I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. So, yeah, um, I, I get much more pleasure out of you know, being all, all, all authentic. But like uh, Raphael said before we get on, there's a price to pay for authenticity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, uh, you get crucified, as they say. So I'm just curious. Um, I mean, we don't have to go way, way into it. Were you given, like, I mean, other than the traditional kind of educational system stuff, like, what was the worldview you were being fostered in? Um, was it, like, hyper-religious? Was it kind of just, like, it is what it is, enjoy life, whatever? No, my, my, my parents had, um, had no interest in religion. As far as I know, no interest in religion and that kind of thing. So I was brought up in a very uh, unreligious – I'm, I'm not religious. I would never say I'm religious. I, what I've, my, my understanding now in the last 10 years, I've come to understand that this is a creative realm. And that's about as far as I can go, really. What God is, I don't know. Uh, I certainly uh, – I don't subscribe to any religious belief. I'm just uh, – no, once I started looking into the big lies of the world, started to realise that you know uh, where the whole heliocentric model that we're presented with is, is just uh, uh, like like somebody took acid and just started making up stories, this whizzing and banging and tilting and spinning. Once I realised that was nonsense, and you start looking at different uh, uh, models and cosmological models, you start look, looking at you know different the way uh, you know the the, uh, the globe skeptic community present the Earth as what we actually think it is, not what NASA's telling. Once I realised, oh, okay. This is a creative realm. Clearly, then, if it's a creative realm, there has to be a creator, and that's about as far as I've come with it so far. Um, I think there's 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 a lot of things that we we're not supposed to know. Um, that's a so, bold statement, and I don't disagree. Sometimes, like degrees of information, you know, ants aren't necessarily going to understand the internet or so, things like that. So it's like there's levels of illumination that we're pervy to as created beings. This gets tricky. The only reason I'm bringing it up is. Um, in one, of the, uh, in one of the songs I heard, uh, you're like, I I was living for myself and I was doing whatever I wanted. And then I became aware of the flat earth model and I realized, holy shit, there's an order here. And I have to kind of give reverence to that. Not necessarily that you're, you know, being religious per se, but that your perspective shifted from agnostic or atheist potentially to 
a different kind of agnosticism, I guess. Um, we can get to that later. I was just kind of curious. Uh, you had mentioned, you know, uh, a little about your background. So I'm like, all right, what's the Petri dish that you were growing in? And it seems like kind of, uh, you know, normal materialist. I mean, I imagine if your parents were spiritual, you'd know, not that they're not spiritual beings or whatever, but if they're religious, people tend to talk about it or whatever. Yeah, um, no, no, nothing, nothing like that was ever drummed into me. I, don't, I think I had a recollection of going to a Sunday school once. I screamed and kicked like a little child and said, I don't want to go anymore. And that was it. That was my only experience with any kind of church. For some reason, at such a young age, I was like, there's something not right here. So I don't know. I don't know. You take from that what you will. Right on. So you were doing, um, I mean, you said you were doing kind of odd jobs and stuff and finding you weren't fitting in. Not terribly surprising, given you've got an air trine. I mean, basically, you're here to think and be very kind of expressive. Um, and the nine to five kind of hammer the license plate motif. Is it probably for you? <laughs> um, dare I say so, um, other than kind of odd jobs, did, uh, did you try to go to university? Uh, if not, that's cool. I've dropped out. Uh, of no, a few. None, none of that interests me at all. I mean, I was having a terrible time at school as it was. I mean, I was, I did take, I did not take school seriously at all. I was so easily distracted. I just, everything they were telling me was of no interest whatsoever. Of course it will make sense now. Um, right. so, uh, no, I, I, so I just wanted to get out of school as quickly as possible. And the idea of going to a college for me was another school. I was like, now why do I want to get out of here? Why do I want to go? I just want to go out. I just don't want to. Why would I be you know, just just being told what to do? I just had a real problem with it. So I couldn't wait to escape. Um, that, that's the real word, isn't it, really? I couldn't wait to escape um, school and then just get, I don't know, just get into the world and start trying stuff. And, of course, I just had a normal job. I was fitting kitchens. I was doing cabinet. But I was doing, you know, I was doing a lot of carpentry stuff as well. And even that, I was like, oh, I was paying the bills, but you know, I had no idea of the slave that I was. And it was only when I started realising I could make a bit of money with music and I started, you know, experimenting. What some of the first like, ringtones you fucked with? I mean, if you're doing ringtones, like what was like, oh, I got to do ringtones. Like when did that idea pop into your head? I honestly don't know when that came along, but it was the best idea I ever had um, because uh, I, I, I came in right right when most people thought it was the wrong time. But uh, when ringtones were sort of doing this, then I, then I, I started doing real custom stuff, um, uh, personalized ringtones. You know, so I would do like a rock song going, Raphael, Raphael, pick up the phone. So it would be personalized with your name in it. So, and I started putting that on iTunes. When I found out that iTunes were doing ringtone section, because I was selling them on this pokey little website and just making a few quid, just about paying the bills. When I, when I found out that I could put them in iTunes and I didn't need a website and they had a ringtone section, I just started, I got in the studio and I made thousands of ringtones using thousands of different names and taking the default ringtones from an iPhone. Like that, um, blink, 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 the xylophone ringtone, ringtone, and and taking those and mixing them with drum and bass and R and B, nice dubstep. So it was that, it was like we mashed the ringtone. We did a mash ringtone mashups, and we kind of reinvented the ring. Well, I reinvented the ringtone. We started a little company. It did really well, and uh, before long, I was able to. to pay off the mortgage with with my the, the profits of the Dude, ringtones that I was making, that's serious. And, uh, and we we moved to Spain, which we love, and bought a little villa out here, and uh, you know, and that's all thanks to ringtones. You know, these these thirty second little jingles, and I'm really good at doing catchy stuff. So you just have to be creative, and you know, I was doing lots of um, offensive ringtones even as when I and this was ten years ago when my when I was uh, you know. I don't, uh, 
a little bit more, I don't know, risque, I would say. So I was doing all this offensive and rude stuff, which the kids seem to like. So, you know, if your phone's swearing at you, say, pick up the phone, you cunt. Then, but the kids would love that for some reason. It's a terrible thing to do now, looking back on it. But the most offensive ringtones like that were the most popular, sadly. What does that say about society? I don't no. know. I was feeling and, the least, I suppose. But um, that was just some of the ringtones. We were, of course, doing funny ones. I was doing... Um, like impressions, I was doing like an Indian voice. Pick up the bloody phone, you bloody bastard! Your bloody phone is bloody ringing, ringing. These kinds of just you're just experimenting with my voice and doing Scottish accents and that sort of thing. Just really being creative, like doing ringtones that nobody had ever done before. And like I say, we kind of reinvented the ringtone and it did really well for us. Not so much anymore; but those days are gone. But it, well, it's uh, like it got me. It got me to Spain anyway. So I thank the ringtone, the humble ringtone, for that. Never doubt you're an engineer. I mean, look at it that way. You're a scientist, maybe of a different ilk, and you haven't gotten credible from Cambridge, or you know what I mean. It's like you don't have to go through this rigmarole. Um, but you, with your son in Aquarius, which is like the rebellious engineer, it's almost like I mean, in a positive, like a Prometheus kind of thing. It's like I'm gonna take this apart. I'm gonna push the boundaries. That's where your son is, and it's conduct your method. You're here to push boundaries. So even the that's, fact that's that the, right. um, that's, that's how so you got money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just driving by shooting with you with this gnosis or whatever. But um, I just like to say that, uh, you know, even it may have been offensive or whatever, but I'm just thinking, you know, thinking to, of these default ringtones. I'm like, you know, anything else than the default one is great, you know. So <laughs> I think it's a great service, you know, to diversify that field. And most people stick with the default. And it's like, oh, my God, not again. It's almost like yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like a nightmare of this of this reality. So, you know, any way to spice yeah, it up is great. We gave Maybe to tie it in with your biography and also some of the of the lyrics or the topics, can you actually consciously remember as to when you were exposed, for example, to the idea of, you know, this, you know, globe earth model as they like to present it? Because what I distinctively remember in school is I was just like, very interesting. The only thing they have in the whole classroom that's really like, obviously, let's say a piece of information or whatever is the world map. The Mercato projection world map, and it wasn't the globe in this case, but I, I remember I really noticed this. So, um, anything maybe you would like to say about that biographically, or if there was any, even in school with some topics I remember, even in biology, which we may talk about later, I already noticed like something feels off. But just like you said in your, um, in one of your lyrics, it's like, well, you know, the teacher was always nice; she would not, never lie to me, and I was just a kid, you know, and there was no time <laughs> to ask, you know. Maybe you want to talk a bit about that. Well, I mean, it's not like I can remember that clearly from, you know, as soon as you walk into the kindergarten at uh, four years old, there's a globe, bang, wherever you go. You look on the wall, there's a picture of the globe, bang. It's, you open a book, globe, bang, it's like everywhere. Right. I, you know, I just remember it being everywhere. I don't think I questioned it. It was just like, it was just, okay, this is the teacher. Teacher knows best. Earth is globe. Go home, globe. What is the earth? It's a globe. You just regurgitate what they you, you don't question it really. It was only since, since sort of 2012 when I when I started looking into 9-11 that you gotta look. There's no way, there's no way they've lied about the earth. No way. Come on. Flat earth was coming up in my feed. And I'm going, nah. nah who, who believes that crap? There's no way I'm gonna click on that. And uh I've told this story a million times, but there was a video that came up in my feed that was called uh, They Are Hiding God with the biggest secret, and I thought, oh, that's interesting title. Somebody had retitled Mark Sargent's Flat Earth Clues and uh, titled it, They Are Hiding God, but then I was, that's interesting. And then by the end of that uh, the, that two hour presentation, I was like, ah, so it's not this ridiculous, 
thing that you know oh flat earth what you why don't you go and fall off the edge and all that sort of stuff you know it's, it's there it was my 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 uh, perspective of flat earth was so so rock um so now after that two hour video it's like uh, okay there's, there's some meat and bones here there's something to this and uh, that was just like that was just mind-blowing to me and again more fodder for music um it was just great to try and put my understandings into music and try and put it uh, comedically if you like and i think that that works well getting it across comedically because uh, that 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 seems to resonate more because you want to have fun with this stuff because if you really really find out what's actually being done to to humans it will will drive you bloody mad it will drive you mad so this is my coping mechanism i have to have a laugh with this because if i get too serious then oh my what's the point what's the point in living if you can't have fun with this with this stuff all fun and no play makes jack a doll boy very quickly you have a gemini moon as do i i mean i'm a sun and moon gemini but um you're a Gemini moon, so Paul McCartney's a Gemini. He's like, oh, bloody, oh, blah, blah. Like, he brings a little fun and humor to it, whereas John Lennon was a Libra, so he's like social activism, justice kind of stuff. Uh, Yoko Ono was an Aquarius, of course, like you are, so she's like, it's oh, just no, 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 don't tie me in with her. <laughs> uh, well, okay, yeah, Yoko's whatever. She was a weird artist outside of the Beatles. Um, I actually she's just watched... Uh, she's not Can you call her an artist, really? Can we call her an artist? it gets tricky i'm not i'm not all about her her screaming i've heard her like sitting in with frank zappa and stuff uh and it's just like her kind of cacophonic screaming is not my jam by any means but the book she printed <laughs> is where the lyrics from imagine came from john didn't really come up with it he just kind of was like oh those are great ideas yoko yoink and in any event um the reason i'm saying this is like yeah you have a trickster spirit as at an emotional level like the moon is your emotions kind of so it's um you're gonna have to find the the humor i mean even if uh, you know, even at a funeral, you're probably saying a joke kind of thing yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, make yeah, it yeah. make it process better for you. That's just how it is. So never, never even feel bad about that. Sometimes people will be like, you're immature or you're, you're a trickster or whatever. It's like it is in your blood to do that. But yeah, you, yeah. you're because your son is in the Aquarius place. It's you're you're here to hack reality. I mean, it's the best way to put it um, just quickly. I, re- I don't remember any particular because I'm still like, how would I put this? I've seen videos where I'm like, holy shit, it's all flat. And there's going to be a plasma discharge. We're all going to be fucked. Uh, I've seen some crazy weird flattered stuff um, enough where it makes me almost manic <laughs> where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so disturbing. I've got to like put this on the shelf for a minute. I'd rather just like eat ass and have fun or whatever. Um, but uh, I do recall, you know, on globes and stuff, there's this little lemon skate that shows uh, usually it's black and white checkered that shows the, the I guess the solstices and equinoxes and how that model works. Um, the, uh, I, like you, I don't really have a particular moment. I mean, at some point you're just kind of fed what you're given and you just accept it. And in a sense, there's no getting around that. Um, even if you're, you know, being raised by Darth Vader or Luke, you know, Yoda, it doesn't really matter the polarity in a sense. Um, you're still like, we're, we're made to be, I mean, we're, we're hardware bodies with software minds, you know what I mean? So it's like Terrence McKenna used to say, it's like everyone's running on the same hardware. Like our brains evolved at this level at a certain point, which is obviously a presupposition, Darwinian presupposition at some level. Um, but we've we've manifested a reality where we're, we're all very similar on the outside, but our minds are like kind of the tabula rosa blank slate thing that you can kind of be like, all right, Christianity 1, 1.0 or, you know, fiat currency 2.0 or whatever, you know, we get ideas put into us which is part of the process and it's hard to know how to be discerning 
Um, so I guess what I'm kind of rambling about is we're all indoctrinated always. Like it's always a psyop. There's no like in a sense, there's no escaping a psyop because that's just the nature of being a mind in a body in time space or however this works at some level. Um, so there, in a sense, and this is kind of distressing. There's no objective clerical point where you can just have this god's eye point of view psychedelics can help with that meditation can help with that i think get one outside of oneself potentially um like i've astral projected and not meant to and been like oh i guess there's a lot more to this than i thought oh my god what the fuck um but yeah it's it's weird because it's all a psyop uh you know turtles all the way down they say sometimes with uh these things and it's like it's all psyop and then it's a matter of finding what vibes with you i guess um i'll say one really quick little anecdote then i'll shut the fuck up back in fourth grade i remember distinctly this is kind of perception creating reality thing i remember like disassociating and kind of staring at this poster in my uh elementary class or whatever and i was like why the fuck do we have a picture of an elderly woman like it would just it, it didn't like it's uh you know those optical illusions where it's like an old woman and then it's like a young woman or whatever and it's like a matter of perspective yeah i was looking at this poster totally wrong and i at some point i realized i was like it's a galapagos tortoise or whatever it really was <laughs> like i saw like the arts interpretation but before that i was seeing it through a disassociative filter that wasn't like making sense of it but it was making is, sense of it for me just briefly i want to mention this is really yeah. interesting and maybe alex you have similar experiences i distinctly remember just one very stupid, silly, strange example, but in the metro in Vienna, you have these signs which basically tell you no smoking. And it's just basically a cigarette with like some smoke coming off and a sign that says, you know, it strikes, strikes through a sign. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And I was looking at this and I was like, what is this kind of sickle? Because the smoke was painted in such a way artistically. And I distinctly remember as a child, even when you start making associations between words and supposed images or concepts, like in some strange way, I remember, you know, when this this process started and just considering that, you know, how easily can just like the Jesuits like to say or the church, they say, you know, give me a child for the first seven years, I can indoctrinate any belief system into I'll them. Show you the man, yeah. And of course, you know, you should send them some some nice woman or man to be their teacher, ideally nice. Either they scare them so much that they just believe it and learn it, or they like him so much that they want to please him and learn it, you know, however it would be. And, you know, you get the setup for all kinds of, uh, yeah, confusions, let's say. I, yes. I, I mean, I was just right, uh, saying that story because it's like perception, even misguided perception can very fundamentally alter your reality i mean like i was like convinced i was very confused being like oh that's a why is there an old woman or this is a weird ass looking old woman and then my brain kind of flipped and it was a tortoise um i'm kind of curious um <laughs> how in the hobbit is like out of the frying pan into the fryer uh, into the fire um how do you feel and we're already going into weird ideas but how it's not how do you know you're not being brainwashed by a new camp um but how how do you justify uh for someone to go i was blind but now i could see presupposes like total ignorance and then illumination how do we know it's not a new cage kind of thing yeah, like, gotcha. and, and we can get into details and stuff but i'm kind of curious how you felt comfortable because it's one thing to like imbibe new ideas i think you know given your astrology you're all about new ideas so you're not worried about yeah. that how, how do we discern what's helpful and what were some of the key points maybe in this model that stuck to you as something that was credible as opposed to just another mind game i guess uh well i, I I'm, I'm not married to the to the flat model i mean if you can prove <laughs> prove to me as a cloud i'll go back you know but I, I... that's the best answer you're open-minded i mean you're like I, i'm just 
you're dealing with the data as it presents itself, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not married to it. I mean, it's just a new paradigm for me. If you know, if, there, if somebody comes along with you know outstanding evidence that this this model is probably more more correct, then then I'm going to look at that as well. It just happened to be that that flat Earth model just uh, really resonated with me because I, I I I now I don't trust men anymore. I trust myself. I trust my senses. Men are telling me that. I'm spinning at a thousand miles an hour, or probably about seven hundred miles an hour, where I am. Uh, men tell me that, that I'm rocketing and through through this universe. Men, but when I yet when I go outside, I, I'm perfectly still, and I see lakes that are perfectly still. Um, you know, men tell me the sun is ninety three million miles away, but when I look up, it seems really close and really local. So much so that just a, a simple cloud that goes in front of the sun, I, you know, it's, it's all, all of a sudden a lot noticeably cooler. Um, Men tell me that the moon is 250,000 miles away, where I can see, you know, I can see craters on it with, with my naked eye. You know, men tell me that, uh, that, that Nixon made a phone call to the moon, you know, uh, these crazy things. So, so now I, I, I trust more my senses than I do men. Um, so, you know, there's that. I mean, where, where I'm going to go next, is there going to be another paradigm shift for me 10 years down the road? I don't know. Um, but I know, I know men lie. They definitely uh, power corrupts, I guess is the best way to put it, because people are fallible and that's understandable. Like people are just trying to figure it out. I don't know if anybody pops out of the womb, just rocking reality. You know, even the best minds have had to figure it out uh, along the way. But it seems and this kind of gets into the nefariousness of it. And this is where I'm like, how far does this go back? Raphael's talked about Tartaria and global resets at that level before. And it just seems that. Um, and it's very plausible to me that at some point they said, this is the new narrative and we're going to do a whole lot of trauma to make people buy into the system. And we're going to perpetuate this, these beliefs and we're going to benefit from them. And the less they know, the better. I mean, it's kind of like in a matrixy sense, it's like there people realize the coding and said, we'll program this however. And as long as they don't realize that we're kind of programming it, we win or however this kind of a cabalish look is, uh, you know, understanding the reality. Um, what, uh, what I'm kind of curious, um, because you're not, I mean, what I was listening to was like very, uh, obviously it, to me, I've thought, I thought you were a Texan. <laughs> I was like, Oh, he's got an accent. Well, not, not I, heard a British what accent. That is. I mean, if I, if I could do a Texan accent or an American accent, so convincing yeah. that even Americans think I'm Texan, that's a little pat on the back. Yeah. I'm not American, but I was also like, this is the perfect country voice. So I don't even know how to say it. Or Jim, maybe you can explain yeah, it better. I'm like, it fits perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically, you, you perfectly embody that, I guess, cliche of whatever a flat earth person cliche, would be, you know, so, I mean, but it's perfect. Like too much American television, I think, um, to be able to pull that off. But, uh, I'm I'm just good at voices, I suppose. I mean, uh, yeah, well, that is a compliment. Thanks. <laughs> no, it is. I, I honestly, I think. Um, I mean, you've got a musical ear, so I think um, <laughs> it's rare. I mean, I'm a musician too. Sometimes, like I remember, I was living in Hawaii at one point, and I did an Obama voice, and it was like uncanny. It's funny when you're not trying. I bet you get this. Like when you're kind of just improvising from a soulful, fun place, like it can be very convincing and very authentic. Whereas if you're sitting there being like a method actor, it's like it might not work the same way. Exactly. Um, but when the eyes are on me, I can't do it. Like just just off the cuff, it's so easy. But when you press that record button, and you know someone's <laughs> looking at you, it sweating. changes everything. Yeah. Changes everything. Um. Well, I, obviously, I don't mind hopping around topics. I'm kind of curious. Um. 
other than flat earth and we could talk about anything what are you said 9-11 was a big thing for you uh i'm 36 so i was in high school when that happened and i was i mean i know psychically i was just, i mean obviously at some level the media and everyone's like the world's changed but like it felt like something shifted um i've seen some videos um from friends on the kind of occult ritual possibly that was occurring like flight 93 being very thelemic number very crowleyan kind of group um and just to, you know two two worlds becoming a one world trades in our new world order i think george bush senior even gave the were having a new world order 10 years prior on september 11th to congress or whatever and then obviously his moon child son is uh doing the ritual later um i'm kind of curious what like what what is the i'm just casting out a net what are some conspiracies that you're all about um and I, it's, in a sense, I'm not committed to anything particularly. It's a matter of us like tasting what feels right. Sometimes it, you know, cupcakes are good. Sometimes not always. Um, what are some of the worldviews that you think are useful to look at or question? Like 9/11 is a big one. I still live with family. No, no, like, no, it's a big one. But I think the biggest one yeah. for me, the biggest paradigm shift, the most recent paradigm shift for me was the germ theory. Um, that, that that just blew my mind. It's like, of course, of course, they've lied about that. Of course, you know, the, the, these things are, are are not just deceptions that they pull out their ass. They plan these things like a hundred years in advance. There's a good line. Right. They don't pull it out their ass. They plan it in advance. There's a good. I'm gonna have to write that down. Um, Do it. You got it on record here. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah. And just so just just the last couple of years, learning that um, the virus, learning uh, what, what I thought was a virus isn't. You know, I used to think that. When I got a cold, I got it from somebody else. I used to think that I used to think that way about contagion. I used to think, oh, if you've got the flu, stay away from me because you can give it to me. That's what I used Quarantine. to think. Quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now what, I don't do that anymore. I mean, there's so many people, there's so many doctors, uh, great doctors that have been heavily censored. There's hundreds of them that are saying viruses don't work that way. Viruses are the body's natural detoxification. That's all a virus is. You know, if you treat your body like shit, you put lots of toxins in, garbage in, garbage out. So if you spend the year drinking McDonald's, processed foods, blah, 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 at some point it's going to want to go, no, I don't want that anymore. It's um, Andrew Kaufman, when he, when, he explained, when he did his interview on Crow, uh, explaining how viruses really work and what viruses really are, the exosomes, the shedding of the cell, and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, they've lied about that as well, of course. And it's just like that was the biggest paradigm shift for me to now I'm like I could comfortably be in a room with 20 people all with snotty noses and I'll be like I couldn't care less because I know that that can't infect me but they've used that as this 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 huge base for this for this uh for this COVID nonsense and it's just everybody's buying it everybody's lapping it up everybody's so uh so in fear and uh I'm, I'm not it's just like knowledge is power it's like you know, I, I, you know viruses don't work that way but you try telling that to the to the layman on the street, they'll they'll think you're crazy, you know. So um, so that was just the because their logic. Just be, I mean, I don't know if enough, but Raphael is always telling me to watch videos. Uh, honestly, it's the kind of thing where, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a Gemini, so I'm very distractible, as you know. Uh, you're an Aquarius, the Gemini man, so it's like it's hard to focus on one thing too long. Um, but uh, the virology aspect, clearly, in a sense. I mean, I don't want to get apocalyptic too much, but it's like th these are the methods one would have to do to indoctrinate a culture to turn on itself, essentially. I mean, eventually, you know, um, whether it's Kellogg, we've talked about Kellogg radiating cereal and doing word experiments back in the day, people creating institutions of medicine, like the, um, I don't think it was the Rothschilds, but some group. Um, Rockefeller and others. Yeah, yeah. Rockefeller. Rubber yeah, barons basically took over the allopathic. Tycoons. Yeah. Took over um, homeopathic medicine and all the nat naturopaths they How had. With the, 
that was about let's say early 1900s no early 1900s so that's, within... when, so that's when the germ theory deception started around if we can get people to believe that they could infect each other if they get that, that so it's, it's, it's a big one it's, it's, it's and the interesting thing is it's also so i'd briefly like exactly it's up there i'd like to mention also space busters whom you may know they have great stuff about you know space and yeah space busters yeah, know, Steve. Yeah, and globe busters or space busters space busters space, space busters, busters. Yeah, Steve is Steve. Uh, Steve Faulkner, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, and they make really great presentations on terrain theory and all this uh, this virus hoax stuff. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and there was something else I just wanted to say, but I lost my point. Jim, continue. Maybe come back. These are rabbit holes. Raphael's gone down for. I mean, I've known him. We've only been podcasting like two years. I've known him for a few years. Ironically, I was like on acid and he had read a DMT trip report and he hit me up and I was like, is this a spy? I was like tripping when he hit me up. I was like, oh my God, what is, who is this guy? <laughs> um, this sounds like an East German, like what is going on? So um, anyway, he's not, he's cool Viennese and uh, we haven't met, but he's cool. In any event, there's certain things like for better or worse, Paul McCartney did play around a little. I mean, he had some serious songs, but it's mostly like lighthearted stuff and Raphael is a Libra, so he's gone more balanced. Like, I'll be like, if I don't want to feel it, I don't, I mean, I play denial a lot more readily than he does, probably. <laughs> um, I'm willing to ask the questions. In any event, he's looked into this era, I guess, the Tartary reset and like all this stuff. I said, and this gets into stuff that I can't speak Now I know the point I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah just that there's too much to mention. We can talk about it if you want to know about it. You know, we can totally talk more about it. But just the main point being that because, you know, writing of history history is written by the winners it's all really sketchy of course as we know so just from what we can glean and corbett report for example has really great documentations on this is that there was this takeover of the medical establishment early 1900s as i had mentioned and this happened at the same time as they also switched all the energy systems to oil because that's something they could control centrally so what i just want to point out with this is that a few very important psyops were really launched full force then there was a huge power grab then really we're talking essentially a yeah. hundred yeah. couple of hundred years ago so that's what the whole tartari well there's so much to learn about but there was also a massive power grab then so uh, yeah we're kind of born into this deception aren't we? it was already there we were born into it and we're trying to have to figure out what these bastards have done to our minds exactly and it's really hard exactly. to do that it's beautiful with the internet because on the one hand it's at some level i mean i guess there's controllers or you know gatekeeping here at some level with censorship and algorithms and all that um but i don't know if they realize what they let the, like the cat out of the bag with the internet because we can actually all talk to each other and kind of compare notes uh as opposed to just going with a paradigm and marching down the road that way so i think in some sense i mean if we want to be happy i guess we're almost entering the age of aquarius energy where it's like sovereignty truth like kind of engineering knowing how the machine works vibes um in a sense it feels like we're at the very end of a big charade uh but that doesn't but in a uh it's kind of like movies or shows like lost or you know twilight zone where it's like it can be very disorienting much like in the matrix when you know neo gets unplugged he's nauseous to physically nauseous um when the worldview gets yanked and then it's hard to understand how, what to put faith is a strong word but um value behind uh, like that's what I was asking you earlier. Cause I think it's, it sometimes can be easy to, you know, it's like, okay, well the, the system is this way. So we're going to be anti-system. And I don't know if that's always the best route. Um, feminism is a good example, right? Where it's like patriarchy has been dominating people for so long. Let's just rip off everybody's, you know, balls and move that way. Like it's, it's, it's a equal opposite kind of thing. Um, so I guess I'm not really saying any question. Uh, the point is, 
it's hard to know how to um, lily pad from one ontology or worldview from to the next without feeling like you're fully disoriented. I mean, at some level, we have to start being like, wow, I'm using English and I read, and that literacy has caused me to read reality in a certain way. And th- these get into fundamentals of like perception and that you're so indoctrinated with, it's kind of hard. I don't know how one would reset that. You know what I mean? Like you're a part of speaking English, for example. Yes, you can learn Spanish and all this stuff. But at some level, we're, we're dealing with a post-Rome environment. This gets into kind of Philip K. Dick, where it's like the empire never ended. <laughs> and this has been an oppressive yeah, kind of state Rome of Rome, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's tricky because once you kind of open the can of worms, like where does it end? And there have been times, I remember I was in Switzerland uh, in 2017, um, when he started jam- pumping out the jams, uh, like full time, like you said, um, and I was sitting on a bench in the Alps at this Christian think tank thing I was at for the year, and I was just sitting there, and I remember uh, like almost detaching, like basically you have a, a worldview that's held together by a few epistemological frameworks, like oh, what I, you know, what other people tell me is true is usually something we presume, or what um, what I've experienced is true, like you were saying, you you use uh, experience as a primary indicator of reality, which I think is helpful, but even in my story with like when I was staring in, at that poster as a kid, it's like my perceptions were off. Or if you have a f- fever or whatever, it's like you could be delirious and like not have the correct equilibrium to operate or whatever. It's just hard to understand how to be. And, um, and it's, it's weird when you, when you raise your head and ask questions, it's much like Pink Floyd, the wall. They want you in that grinder, man. They want you just to conform and be a brick in the machine and just go along and get along. We'll pay you more. If you, if you go with the game, the more you go against the game, we're going to crucify you for it and like you know wipe you out uh, at certain levels economically and otherwise. I'm kind of rambling. I don't really know how. No, well, that's what they're goes. doing now, aren't they? That's what they're doing. They're cutting off. They're cutting you off. If you if you don't play along, then you get cut off from the system. And I like that. We, we Raphael and I was talking before we came on. I, I kind of like what's going on in a way, in a sick kind of way, because it's pushing me more towards self-sufficiency and learning more stuff and giving me more challenges. I've just had to build a rain catchment system. I've just put solar in in the last couple of years. So I've had to learn Sovereignty. about that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and now we're growing our own food as well. So in a way, uh, in 2020, when this when this hit, I was like, right, I know exactly. Because when you know the agendas, you can predict the future. So like, I know where they're going with this. So uh, in a way, it's kind of it's pushing me further and further away from the system. I don't want to play that sick game. So I, I, I'm embracing this, and it's just giving me a new lease of life. Now I've got uh, I've got food growing in the garden. I've got pretty much no bills whatsoever. I've got, I'm, I'm I'm getting the rain from this. I should have been doing this 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So don't feel no, bad. Not, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I will not play their silly little sick game. So uh, yeah, I'm an outcast. I'm an, I'm an anarchist. That's true anarchy, isn't it? When you don't want, when you just uh, when you you don't need electric electric uh, you don't need uh, electricity supplies and water supplies and food supply when you don't need supermarkets. They're growing your own food. That's 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 anarchy. Well, it's weird because I think in some way um, the, the, it's not a myth entirely, but progress and science and all these ideas, we became suf- – we, we lack self-sufficiency. I mean if you throw anybody in the wild, they're not going to pull a bear grills usually. Like, you know, most people are going to be like starving to death, oh. dying, you know. Um, we become dependent on, on comfort and dependent on systems that are outside of us to the point now where most people are disempowered. And I think that's part of the um, schism that's happening where – some people are saying, I just want a government to tell me what to think, tell me what to eat, tell me what to believe, you know, and, the, and some people are very okay being stormtroopers, and that's fine if that's their karma or choice or whatever. Um, at least it'd be nice, it seems like people like you, myself, Raphael, want to at least question the narrative. Uh, it doesn't mean I totally disbelieve, you know, I still think money has value, I guess, because they've created a false system of value, 
which goes all the way back to Babylon, money magic and weird shit. So it's like we're in this weird sociological multidimensional experiment. And I think we're towards the end where it's bifurcating. And though it might be difficult to be a John the Baptist, like he was like in the stories or whatever, he's like, you know, living in the wilderness and eating honey and, you know, not in the city, hanging out with chicks or whatever. Um, <laughs> it, it, like the authentic path can be difficult, um, but it, but I think at the end it becomes more rewarding in itself. So like you're saying, maybe some conveniences are missing. Like you can't go to a football game or, you know, you two or whatever, you know, it's like some things are going to be taken away, but they, it's almost like a fat. But they're, but they're not being taken away though. In my opinion, that, that's, you're not depriving me. Like to say, I can't go to a sports, uh, like a sporting event. Who gives a you fuck? Don't care anyway. sport, yeah. It's just bread, it's bread and circus. If anything, that's a good thing. Rid the world of football event. Rid the whole world of sport and competition and competing. And rid the world of that shit. Um, so for me, that's that's a great thing. Um, so uh, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought, Karen. No, it's cool. It, I, it's funny. There's a guy. I forget his name now, but he's like the Colosseum. I mean, if you've been to Rome. Um, the Colosseum was basically like a nice distraction, or like lottery, you know, lotteries and pachinko or whatever. These are distractions to get your monkey mind in a very certain way, or your mind. It doesn't have to be monkey mind. It get, it programs your mind in a very specific way where you don't ask questions. Like you're not going to ask why is that senator voting this way? Let's go kill Caesar. If you're watching the horse race drunk or the gladiatorial fights or whatever. So it's been a um, it's an age of not only deception, obviously at some level, but um. What, spectacle where it's like check this out madonna on stage kissing britney spears is so I mean, fucking important is that, an, like, is that an energy harvesting i mean is that a distraction or is there some Probably. kind of spiritual energy harvesting going on there I mean, is that on a deeper level is what do you think oh i have no clue i mean this gets tricky because Raphael has helped me in a sense uh, if maybe he's not helped me <laughs> i i was coming from a very almost not like a very christian perspective where i'm like there's evil and there's good and i don't want to be a sith lord like, and then he's kind of helped me as a Libra come back and enough psychedelics has been like, okay, it's all on one thing. Um, even deception is being allowed to play out at some level. Like there's like, I think there's probably a bigger game. Um, but just like, uh, it, I'm not, I'm not a father, but just like a, a child in utero goes through stages. And it's like, I think human psyche and development and consciousness is going through stages where essentially we've been Stockholm syndrome to gaslit by system so long that it's like, we get to choose. Do you want to be? an NPC basically do you want to just kind of go along with the flow or do you want to be a programmer and um i mean that's kind of what i mean i'm not a freemason but i think that's kind of although they're more luciferian that's kind of what they're trying to do like make you aware of your programmer hacker ability magic like chaos magic and stuff like that this is what they're trying to do i'm not Mm -hmm. sure about the ethical moral principles there like i'm still personally convicted that there's like i'm a creation and there's a god and i shouldn't try to transgress certain boundaries when you when you say chaos magic what, what do you mean like order out of chaos oh, like, um like uh grant morrison i think and uh alan moore they're kind of more magician they're comic they're actually from england uh one's from scotland i think uh but they did uh uh comics and stuff um how would i explain chaos magic well, is almost like postmodern magic where you're like oh i like Dreamweavers, and i'm gonna say this mantra because it's cool it's almost like hacking as opposed to um maybe traditional magic is more ceremonial and like dogmatic i guess where like you're whether you know it or not like just as a your design you are a chaos magician i mean just because even the fact that you, chaos is a weird word because i mean it kind of co- connotes certain things yeah but, it's not um, in the connotation that you meant it basically it's more about the idea of syncretically combining different elements to make your own magic and then, of course, even here, the ethical alignment can be very individual, but it doesn't really mean that, you know, um, 
let's say that, that order is despised or anything like this inherently you know so it's it's not yeah. i mean if, if, if i can change somebody's paradigm and i've done it many many times because i get messages frequently saying thank you so much you've I, I now see the world completely differently because of your music if i can do that through music through that conduit then then that is magic at the end of the day isn't it it is yeah. yeah in a sense like perception and will i don't know how it all works um because i think it's a large mystery and a lot of people say they know and certain paths like you're a musician so you're like music is a path whereas if someone who's not musical can probably you know run marathons and find their truth or you know what i mean so it's like there's a lot of ways to cut it up um but uh, i totally lost my train of thought uh yeah no, magic no, is no. weird and it's broad. Yeah, music, <laughs> you know, so yeah so i'll have to put that in my bio magician as a musician and <laughs> magician as well, I mean, I'm not int intending to deceive anybody and trying to get into their mind and use it. Not that kind of wizardry, but what I'm doing is it is magic. It's magical what I'm doing because it, it's it's. Um, it, uh, I never thought I, I would be able to, you know, receive messages on a daily basis saying saying thank you for opening my eyes to this kind of this kind of thing. So, um, you know, that's showing, that, you know, bringing the the I want to say the good news, you know, the page of wands we had initially about the new type of seeing the world the empress we had initially exactly, you know? yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just me making a song and dance really trying it's, it's, it's my way of uh, i use music to communicate because if i was to do a radio show for instance no one would take me seriously in fact i'm quite uncomfortable in front of a microphone unless i'm behind the character so uh, well, you're doing you know, good uh, if you're uncomfortable now i wouldn't have noticed just for the record like you're oh, faking thank it well so i use that as a, as, as a way of communicating because you know that's what people listen to they won't listen to this this normal working class guy they'll they will listen to the the, the the song and the dance and the, the visuals and everything i'm uh, displaying um, you know, it's, it's it's very colorful and very animated, and and uh, and that I guess is is a form of magic, but it's a good magic. It's a white magic, if you like. Well, yeah, it's um. I mean, I think some of the oldest magic, if you want to put it this way, for human psyches is storytelling. So what you're doing is at least giving a new narrative, a new story, story, and it, and, and in a sense, is counter another story. So it's like antithetical to whatever uh, global. Or globe thinking or however you want to put it yeah, yeah, um, but you're yeah. telling stories you're, you're narrating a new perspective and because of your aquarius nature you're going pretty hard in the paints i mean aquarius is like the the uh, rick and morty it's the mad scientist chitty chitty bang bang like that guy's in the garage cracking his pots i mean they're like you're a crack pot or whatever um but it's cutting edge it's technology it's it's revolution aquarius is what that is so when you say you're an anarchist it's not a joke you are that doesn't mean you're you know slitting people's throats with a guy fox mask on or something crazy uh necessarily uh, but you know growing your own food but that yeah. is an act of of yeah. um rebellion yeah. yeah i mean yeah anarchy ultimately means everyone's kind of self-governing well i mean at some level uh, it doesn't mean total chaos yeah. so I mean, I, there's, there's so many there's, there's misconceptions about the word anarchy isn't it as far as i'm concerned anarchy is is, is without without rule without rulers um so yeah i would like to live in a world without rulers i don't want to be ruled and told what to do so therefore i'm an anarchist um one of the other music videos i saw or videos i saw um i forget the title exactly but it was talking about the moon um like we didn't really land on the moon or something to that effect yeah it's called um, uh, do, do you still believe we went to the do you still believe we went to the moon yeah exactly um i have actually just recently because that's one of the things where Hmm. I've seen enough rabbit hole, like kind of moments, like crumbs where I'm like, oh, Stanley Kubrick could have filmed this. And like in The Shining, the kid's wearing a thing. This gets weird. And he did Eyes Wide Shut, which is very much like exposing, exposing Illuminati type techniques and yeah. shit. And then he dies. 
So it's like, okay, maybe there's something here, but I don't have time or energy to necessarily look into it. But very recently I saw um, the documentary, I guess, that was showing that um, more rotund journalist, American journalist, kind of being like, who got punched in the face or whatever. Yeah, Bob um, Sibrell, he did the Astronauts Gone Wild, yeah. Right. I think I saw that recently. Um, what are, so right away, I'm not, uh, it's tricky. Cause it's like, how would I even put it? I guess they all have to be Masons at some level. Um, maybe potentially, um, in the devil's advocacy kind of position, the devil's defense. Like I was like, if someone was bugging me, like if someone was like, your music isn't real, fuck your music. You're not a real musician. Like after a while, you'd probably punch him in the face. So I was like, I think there's a tipping point. Cause I, so maybe there's some sociological, psychological, like, realism there uh, maybe it's not he's just reacting and being like fuck you you're gonna blow my cover kind of thing but it does seem odd that you know there a lot of people were refusing to swear on the bible which at some level might be a political thing or whatever exactly. i mean look if, if, if i landed on the moon and somebody presents me with a bible and says swear on the bible you landed on the moon why not no, no problem mate no problem i swear on the home so why are they why are they all running away from this thing why are they avoiding it so much i mean there are so many things that you need to look at i mean it's not just astronauts gone wild and a funny thing happened on the way no, to the, the, the petrified rock like i didn't know about that you were talking in the song about oh because i've seen moon rock at a, like a get you know uh some place in america yeah, like, yeah you like, know moon, moon rock wood. the modern type yeah, of yeah, moon yeah. Rock. It's, 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 a, it's a piece of petrified wood right and, and you talk about the Freemasons, are all astronauts Freemasons? Well, you, well, you, you just go, you can go and look, and you can look into that. And yeah, indeed they are. And there's, I put that into my song. You, what did I say? Um, you see, it's yeah. You see, it's only Freemasons that get to go to space. They're the evil bastards who are lying to your face. Yeah, NASA's pretty evil. The whole thing is such a fraud. The only reason they exist is to hide a loving God. So yeah, I, 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 I do believe that uh, they're all Freemasons and. Uh, Oh, I don't know why I got into that. But, I mean, uh, this is, just to mention, this is quite well documented. And even here, just to reiterate the whole indoctrination thing, what you often see, and that's why it's well worth to watch channels like Rodrigo, for example, who really goes in depth and, for example, you know, shows the press conference after they supposedly went to the moon. Everybody looking super look deep. Like their dogs have died, right? <laughs> they're, 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 they're all so solemn. Like, they're being like, if you'd have got back, you just got back from the moon, you'd be, you'd be like, holy shit, we just went yeah. to the fucking moon! My God, it was amazing. We took a million fucks. Like, you know, you, you, how many, it's just, and, and they're all sitting there like, you know, oh, did you see stars? Well, I don't know. Did we see stars? I'm, I guess we saw, I don't know. I don't remember seeing any. You, you, yeah, and they were so, it was just, it, there's so many things like that. I mean, you just, it's one of them things that you're not going to get. Radiation belt is a big thing. We're like, that. Yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't an issue. Now they're like, it's an issue. <laughs> 13,000 reels of telemetry data just gone missing. Just, you know, the most, the, 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 the the, the biggest thing that, man, that mankind's ever done and we, ju we just lost the telemetry data sorry about that you know it's like a set of fucking car keys and no here worries. we actually had uh, andreas exertus on a few times and he has a great youtube uh, uh, or a video also an odyssey called the nasa mcmoon tapes where they realized that they actually found the old tapes in the old McDonald's. Now they yes, evacuated I that. I, I've got a 10 minute video of me speaking to him in this studio because he came to visit me. He came to oh, Spain I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. It's part of the video. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's another huge one. There's so much to look at with the Apollo footage. It's just so comedic now when you look at when you look at old uh, Apollo astronauts with their with their harnesses and they're, they're, they're literally like this and they're trying to pick up some tool and they, they can't because of the tension is there it's just it, there's so much to it but it's just a clown show it's it's, it's um 
It's so what do you ideas. think the objective of it is, though? I mean, NASA, I think... Well, to, to, space, to put the idea of space travel in, in your mind, first of all, to put the idea of space travel in, and to look back and see the globe. I mean, it's all part of the globe programming. It's, it's, it's the objective there, I believe. And do you think it's ultimately just some control mechanism at the end of the day? It's just like, we tell you what to think, and now you're running through those hoops? Yeah, you're, just, you're, just, on this, you're just on this weird. ball. You're an insignificant speck of dust in, ever, in an ever-expanding universe, and you mean nothing. You're just an accident. And I heard uh, Michelle Fowler. Michelle Fowler, she's a NASA spokeswoman or a NASA scientist. She said, basically, we're just complicated rocks. Right. And if you have that mindset, you think you're just you're just made from rocks and you're nothing. You're just space dust and nothing matters. And you're, your actions have no consequence. I think it's a lot deeper than that. It's probably a lot. I mean, I don't know how I have to get into the mind of a psychopath, but they're doing it. Unquestionably, they're doing it. Well, the, the reasons why I don't know, because I'm not a psychopath. I don't know how they uh, how they function. But um, I think well, yeah, it's control. Like- it, it is control. It's to make you think you're it's to make you think that space travel is possible, which I don't believe it is. Um, it's also to make you believe that you live on a globe. It's to make you think you're insignificant. It's 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 a lot of things. It's it, they're, they're, the space industry is worth more than the uh, the video, the game industry, the movie industry, and uh, what's the other one? I forget now. But combined, so NASA gets like what sixty five million dollars. But yeah, the movie, the music industry, the movie industry, and the gaming industry combined. That's what NASA's. That's what the space industry budget is. Is it more than those three combined? So uh, they get paid $65 million a day to show us what CGI and cartoons, that's all we get. And look at the space. And bad ones. And really bad ones. When you have the eyes to see, when you can sort of really sort of look at it from a different uh, mindset and and really analyze this, because we never really analyzed it before. We never really, I don't think they realized we would be analyzing at this this level in in, in these later years, but we do. And how ridiculous some of the footage does not age well at all. It, uh, it, it really, uh, it's really exposed itself, really. I mean, a, a technology has sort of outgrown their lives, if you like. And one of the best things, I think, which really helped me, you know, I wasn't, uh, how should I say, the whole topic of extra dimensionals, other type of entities, and how can we actually travel somewhere? I think it's a topic unto itself, but it's pretty clear there's no way to go with a rocket ship and really high and then suddenly arrive somewhere. It more seems like, you know. The, the, the other beautiful thing about the flat earth model, which I'm, I'm support, I'm sporting a, um, as a muffle equidistant projection map here, but uh, it doesn't have the outer level. Some people suggest that there might be outer lands. Okay, there are there are old maps that have been found that show all these continents on the, 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 these outer lands. Okay, so when you realise that there might be outer lands and uh, extra land, we, we can refer to extra land as extra terra, extra terra. This is where the extraterrestrials might be coming from. So they're not coming from billions and billions of li- billions and billions and billions of light years away. They're, they they they're probably coming from the outer from the outer space. The extraterrestrials, the extraterrestrials are coming from the outer space and they could probably visit here and then be back to their outer space within a day. That makes way more sense than this this nonsense that they're peddling through uh, these space agencies, in my opinion. Oh, no, that's what I mean. At the end of the day, none of us are experts. Oh, in a way. Now, we're all just trying to figure it out. Just to bring up my point. So, again, if we want to, what we don't really have to, we could even you know, speculate more about this. There is also you know, the whole idea about, you know, propulsion that just works differently and different types of uh, energy techniques and so on or uh, ways to, you know, create energy and transport through frequency and so on. However, what I wanted to bring up, which you also have in one of your videos, 
I guess the one about the moon or that just NASA is taking everything or something along those lines is the bubbles. Because, you know, you watch these things and you're always like, oh, there's something going in a strange direction, going sideways. And I, before I was like, oh, it's a UFO or whatever. And they still may exist, but they're certainly not the UAPs, UAPs that the CIA is talking about now and so on. So there's a lot of, there's certainly a lot of, you know, fakery going on there as well. And we have to be really super discerning to understand what's going on if there's phenomena. But anyhow, I often notice these small things on like NASA footage and was like, what is this? Why is it going sideways like this? No one's talking about this. There's more what's happening. Well, actually, and then a friend sideways. It, the bubble is not going sideways. The camera is put on its side. The bubble yeah, is of going course. Up. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, of course, just the way I perceived it. And then I guess a few years ago, I was open to it, and, but didn't really investigate it. A friend was like, do you know about this space stuff and so on? And I was like, well, kind of, but not so much. And he was like, you know, it's complete BS, right? And I was like, well, I don't know. And he was like, you know that they're training underwater. And I was like, hmm. Then I looked at this and I was like, okay, that's what they're always, you know, moving like this in a strange way. They have a stuff. complete mock-up of the ISS because, in, the, in the neutral exactly. buoyancy lab. Is it natural buoyancy lab or neutral buoyancy lab? NASA has this, this, this literal life-size mock-up of the ISS in an underwater pool and green screens and... Uh, yeah, bubbles in space. Hashtag bubbles in space. You start looking at that. Don't look at YouTube for bubbles in space. You won't find anything. You'll just get glow propaganda. You need to use other search engines and other other platforms these days. But yeah, bubbles in space. That was a big one for me as well. And I, I put that in a lot of my videos because uh, and even Scott Kelly, an, an astronaut, was confronted at a conference that he was doing. A, a flat earther sort of infiltrated this conference and got to, to got to ask uh, Scott Kelly. So. Uh, uh, can you touch on why there are bubbles in space? And he was <laughs> visibly uncomfortable. He said, well, you know, it's such a harsh environment out there. You know, flecks of paint sort of, you know, uh, come off the ISS. And he said, are you sure it's not because you're in an underwater pool and you're not actually there? And the whole the, the whole uh, theatre was like, oh, and he got kicked out. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, he, but, yeah. he had balls to do that. Jesus. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I remember recently seeing, because this is, like I said, it's not something I'm like going to dinner on constantly, but I'm willing to look into this. And something that com uh, was fascinating to me was recently with the SpaceX launches. Um, I don't remember how recently, maybe a few months or maybe this year or last year rather. Um, but basically it looked very convincingly of a, you know, an object hitting and ricocheting off of a firmament essentially and causing ripples well, um, you know, so, the, the waters above right i mean that the, the firmament in biblically speaking the firmament separates the waters from the waters now i don't know if it's a hard and fast barrier if you subscribe to a hard and fast uh, firmament but biblically it says you know it's the waters above so when you when, when we see these uh, that i know what you're talking about it looks like a you look like you're looking look up. normal <laughs> it's like a speedboat, like a speedboat, and you can see the ripples Giving coming weak. from the back. Yeah. yeah, so there's something up there. If, if it's a fluid barrier, a gaseous barrier, an, an electromagnetic barrier, um, some people call it the firmament, some people call it the Van Allen radiation belt. It could be, um, I don't know, some kind of fluid. But I do subscribe to a firmament, and I don't know what the hell that, that phenomenon is. Is is that that like you say, the ripples coming from the speedboat? It's it's ever so strange. But uh, it made yeah, me I don't question. I mean, it was not just like, because I think the idea was like, oh, it's just dis disintegrating or ripping off parts and something's not working. It's a technical error or whatever. And it's like, that looks more like an environmental reaction than like, oh, 
challenger exploding and bits going yeah, yeah. It, 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 everything happens within this system if you if you really study what are the tra trajectory of a of a of a, of a, a rocket it, it it forms this parabolic curve mm. and it, it just does this and even to the point of uh actually coming back down and at that point they will usually cut and then go to an animation and then they'll show this basically a cartoon uh, from that point onwards. And even with Challenger, I think, or one of those that supposedly crashed and so on, you can look up, you know, their very strange siblings that all of those people had that supposedly yeah. died on that crash, you know? How about so, that? Yeah, and, 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 uh, yeah, and uh, none of the siblings went to the funeral either, apparently. So there's some serious question marks here. So I think that was just a very, the Challenger, I think, was a very expensive firework. And you made, they made sure all of the school. I remember being at school when they wheeled the tele television in and they, they show you that. Yeah. What, what a traumatic And that's event. exactly. And that's also how you can always tell that something important. If they put it in front of your face all the time, also like with 9 11 or whatever, even. And the moon uh, landing. They made sure the moon yeah. landing was broadcast all over Times Square, right? And that's so, how you can tell, you know, when exactly. all the TV stations suddenly make, they don't only have the logo, because I, I remember this distinctively as a, a teenager. And then, you know, they add on a special thing. Back then it was fight against terrorism on like German TV. And at the same day, they had the new like added on logo because this was like the main program it's almost like obviously almost like telling you this is propaganda if we shove it into your face this strongly everyone at the same time to traumatize you or to you know influence you make everyone you know go down the same route and be afraid to speak up this may be something i'd be interested in just uh, how how long was the period for you in terms of really diving into this and then in a sense mustering the will or the strength or having the conviction or not being able to hold back anymore and really express that how how long was the let's say delay or the i want to say incubation period you know yeah. well 2012 i started looking into 9 wrote that this was the straw that broke the camel's back and i looked into all of this stuff and then sort of 2016 um flat earth came on my table and um, like for a year, I probably was was just so obsessed with looking at flat earth content because it was just a whole a paradigm shattering. It was just made so much sense to me. Like, of course, they lied about nine. Then, because, just because right. we speak about propaganda and pushing it, what and because I, I discussed this at the time with a friend and we were unsure at first because it came up and it was pretty popular even on YouTube. And I was curious to to understand why it was allowed to get so popular for a period of time. Because a bit later, I also saw YouTube ban lists and they specifically banned certain shootings and so on, probably, you know, Project Orion and so on, but also flat earth topics. And um, how did you consider that? Or did you ever think like, oh, maybe this is another propaganda? Because these videos for a time, you know, when YouTube was not so tightly controlled yet you could really have super interesting movies just by play next now you only exactly. get yeah, but you can you can't do that anymore and youtube yeah. have said openly that they're censoring flat earth that should be a huge red flag right there exactly yeah right? exactly, the exactly. and they yeah. said they're going to replace their flat earth with more authoritative content in other words globe propaganda so you so what 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 if, if flat earth is so hard it's just this stupid archaic like antiquated um idea if it's so hard, this this ridiculous conspiracy, why censor it? You can find all sorts of shit on YouTube, but this particular thing, that and 9-11, you can't find on YouTube. They're censoring these things specifically. Openly in a meeting, they said this. So, uh, hello. I mean, uh, but why it was allowed in the first place, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think, like you say, it was less controlled there. I didn't... Uh, 
I mean, I don't know how you would control that. I mean, uh, but 2014, 2015, that's when people started uploading these uh, these ideas to, you know, about, hold on, you, you might be, be lied to here. And 2014, 15, 16, it exploded, certainly for me in my mind. And then I sort of got uh, brave enough to put it into music in 2017. And then around 2017, 2018, the censorship hit. And that's when they started saying, well, you, you can't look at this stuff anymore. So it's like it was just even more confirmation that what I'm looking at is what I should be looking at. If YouTube are telling me you can't look here, I'm like, right, I fucking want to look there now, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the, the Adam and Eve and Apple dilemma. If you put up a restriction, usually we want to do it. Um, it's funny because even in Lost, the show I'm watching, um, that was a really good show actually back in the day. Um, the idea is that, uh, you know, psychological manipulation and gaslighting and stuff happens best when you convince someone it's their idea. So I think over our generations here, we've been planting enough seeds to cause people to really believe in the reality. Like in a sense, it's not untrue for a lot of people that we go to space. It's not untrue that gold, you know, is money is real or, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, it's funny that you're saying stuff about nine 11. Cause one of the, cause you were talking about the, uh, footage or whatever of the moon landings that disappeared or the data telemetry data. I didn't know about that, but right before, like on September 10th, I think obviously Don, you probably know this Donald Rumsfeld yeah. comes to people and he's like, we're, we lost like a shit ton of like $11 billion. Uh, oops. How and can then, they like, go away with that? How can they just say that and, and get away with it? Just like, how can they say we've just lost all the telemetry data? And tell them, how can they, they can just say that? And we go, uh, okay. I mean, because what, it, it seems it's, and I'm not a psychologist, but at some point, like, this is Stockholm syndrome. At some point, you believe in your capture enough. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even in Lord of the Rings, Wormtongue, right? Uh, is like whispering little sweet nothings to uh, I forget his name, um, Theodred or whatever, and um, Theoden, and uh, it's information. It's almost like bad information is. Uh, it's tricky because we want free information and anything goes, but some information is like Trojan horse in a sense, and like things get in. Um, that you wouldn't normally think about, uh, just be just by repetition. Do you think repetition. Flat Earth is a Trojan horse? I don't know. I mean, look. Let me put it this way. Um, how would I put it? Uh, I think there's a. It truth isn't. It's not so obvious. The marketplace for ideas is so broad right now. You have QAnon type people we've had on here, and I think yeah. sometimes I'm like, that's a huge psyop, holy shit. And yeah. then sometimes I'm like, well, what's not a psyop in a sense? So yeah, I think everything it, is. It, Right. And that's why really going within, I, I honestly, I don't know if you do psychedelics, you don't have to incriminate yourself or anything, but um, breaking your mind in a certain way, although it is taboo to culture. I mean, the whole reason drug psychedelics particularly are illegal is because you start asking questions. You start saying, why is the Pope wearing that hat and doing these things? Um, well, you start well, asking why questions. Why are talking about vaccinations, right? Yeah. Or, or anybody. And this is where it gets tricky. Sadhguru or Bashar, and like, there's. It seems like how would I even put it? The revolution is for sovereignty, but how does one how how can one be sovereign in in a tainted aquarium? Like you're trying to be a fish that does your own thing, but like the water itself is tainted in a sense. Like the whole information field is tainted. So it's not so much that I think like what's true and what's false. It's like to what degree have I experienced this? Um, am I willing to say my experience can be falsified? Like that's a I mean, really weird thing. Spirit, but... In the spiritual realm, I guess it matters fucking not. Does, does it, right? What, what, what shape it is because that you, you're looking at things from a completely different perspective. It's only my perspective whilst I'm here. Right. Well, this get. I mean, I don't want to get nefarious, but in a sense, and this is like the most like death, like in my mind, if like, you know, flat earth and all these 
money, everything. If all this stuff is going in a direction, why is this happening? I guess, like I was saying earlier in Lost, um, the most evil people would basically, over time, create situations that made people become evil themselves, I guess you could say. Um, so I, I'm not saying this is the case, but it's like, oh yeah, it's let's certainly just say the case. Sounds perfectly spot on. What I'm about to say is maybe not the case. So let's just say there's this malevolent creature called Lucifer, who's this angelic being or whatever this might mean, transdimensional being. I don't even know. But if this thing is banished, how do I even put it? We have to, we have to get. Uh, this is like the most like dark twist on all this conspiracy stuff like that i could like i don't hope this is true but possibly we've been engineered to basically let our captor in like the whole project blue beam and all this kind of stuff where it's like we're gonna want aliens to save us and at some point maybe some weird fallen angels like hi i'm this martian you've been waiting for and we're like oh yay praise this guy and then all of a sudden it's like well we've we've taken the poison willingly um, I think there's been a lot of buffers, possibly a firmament. Who knows? There's been a lot of ways of keeping people purest, not the right word, but like, like more naive Garden of Eden stuff. It's like you didn't know what you're part of. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and in a weird way, it's like, how would I put it? Just like what you're saying with like, oh, you're a meaningless speck of dust in a, in a nothingness chaotic machine. It's these things are spiritual tactics essentially to disarm you, to not only not appreciate yourself or others so you're more likely to abort a baby you're more likely to go pull a trigger or become a drug addict or have a sex change or whatever um you know you're more likely to fuck with it in a very particular nefarious potentially way um because you're told that there is no moral truth there is no objective reality you know like all this stuff it it, it shoves you to the margin so hard that the only reasonable thing at that point would be kind of an Anne rand where you're like i'm gonna make my life the way i want and i'm gonna do what i want and, and that it is in a positive polarity, that's good. I think we are like free will beings that can engineer realities and you know our bodies and minds and all that. So like, I'm not against freedom per se, but free. And this is where it gets tricky because you're more rebellious. I'm more rebellious. I have a Jupiter and Aquarius. Like, I think we all push the button that says "do not push" just to see what happens more than most. That's a kind of a trickster energy. Um, you know, like touch the electric fence. Does it really shock me that bad? Like, would a cow really die? Um, no, it's just a little battery charge or whatever. Anyway. Um, freedom is a like it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand it's like it's real and stuff um but at some point we become how would i even put it rebel rebellion like rebel without a cause it becomes very almost destructive um when people start being like well i'm gonna just drink and smoke and party because i want to rock and roll and it's like that's and i'm not even against it also you know in a sense but it's like i think there's there's realities domains spiritual domains frequencies however you want to put this that won't enter your field if you don't do certain things like if you're not having promiscuous sex, you probably won't get STDs or, you know, maybe that's a weird model with the virology epiphany you've had. But it's like certain that, you know, in a sense, wisdom begets good living and not. And, and when you say there is no truth, there is no wisdom, there is no God, like all this stuff. And you kind of do whatever you want, which is the whole Crowley thing. Do what yeah. thou will. You, 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 you usher in a very different kind of reality tunnel. Um, I'm not even against it in some weird way. It's like, we, like, I mean, we've had conversations on this podcast where it's like, am I just like, am I seeing it wrong? Am I at the bottom of the wake woke pyramid? And it's like, Bill Gates is actually an angel trying to wake me up through consternation. And you know, Fauci's this, like, I don't believe this, but it's like, are these like really, you know, are these people playing the role to cause the evolution? Raphael has actually read a few times, a manly P hall, who is a Freemason, um, excerpts from some of his stuff. And he's basically saying like, you know, the angel that is saving you is actually the thing that's causing you to trip up. So you realize you're fucking up in order to evolve. This gets really weird, really quick because 
it's hard to, it's hard for people to hold two ideas that are opposing well. So it's either like, you know, there is a God or there isn't, or it is flat or it isn't. And it's like, there might be a dimension. It could be a multiverse where you're, if you're resonating at a certain frequency, you're in a dimension where it's flat. And if you're resonating at a certain frequency, you're in a globe. It, it might not be as cut and dry as we think is what I'm kind of saying. Yeah, and there might be a lot of consequences that are just, you know, when people are like, you know, pray and be good, it might have reason for that as opposed to just like religious dogmatic kind of subservience, which is clearly what, you know, at some point, the Council of Nicaea and all these, the King James version of the Bible, all this kind of stuff, like it's suspect. Let's put it that way. But then again, am I a butterfly dreaming I'm a human? Like what the fuck is actually going on? Like we don't even know really, especially when you do psychedelics or like meditate, um, have a kind of the dreams. Like the, in a sense, I think we're here to ask why, but um, there's a lot of collateral damage, I guess is the best way to put it. And there's no way to, in a sense, there's no perfect way to be like, um, I mean, I'm a vegan, but even that's got consequences, right? In a sense. So it's not like, oh, I don't eat animals now. I'm just a holy guy. It's like, well, we got to, we got to grow plants and they have a, a frequency and a consciousness and I'm still consuming stuff. Yeah, you know, every it time you right? into a lettuce, it screams, you know that. That's right. That's the argument, right? So, um, and I, I actually am only vegan because I watched a PETA video on acid and I was like, I just can't do that shit anymore. I was like, holy shit, this is barbaric. Like, what the fuck is going on? This is not Bessie on the farm. This is like Slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in any event, I guess it's 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 tricky because on the one hand, um, to be non-committal, to be kind of mercurial and, and like play with all the objects I have ideas is freeing. But then it's hard because one, I guess, to function needs to commit to a worldview. Like right now, you think you're a man in Spain who plays music. You're committed to that worldview in a, in a functional way. Uh, yeah, not, you know, it's like, yeah. well, I'm just like, you wake up every day. I'm like, I'm a thing. I need to eat. And uh, I'm here. There's my wife or whatever. Right. Like we function with models of reality, which might be holographic at some level. It might not even be real, like in a, in a, in a very quantum way. Um, I'm rambling. I tend to do that, but I guess no, you're, you're, you're just deep, dude. I love it. I love it. Keep rambling. <laughs> well, that's the whole point we don't know and i think having these conversations helps us kind of understand what the toys on the playground are so instead of just being like we we ride the swing set and that's all we do and anybody who gets off the swing set is bad it's like there's a slide and there's a teeter-totter and there's even a sandbox and each of them have a different value and each of them have a different experience that's a good good analogy i mean i'm in the playground at the moment and what i'm playing on currently is you know the roundabout the the things that that, that's flat and go through like that but i'm playing on that at the moment it's kind of a flat earth model where in fact that's stationary and everything around is doing that and you know one day in 10 years time somebody might go do you know what that that, that's broken that model's broken anymore but there's some stuff over here you might want to look at oh great you know so it's just it's just where i am at the moment I'm, i'm i'm not committed to this model or anything certainly now the globe is bullshit that's what i definitely will commit to and uh you know but whether that even matters in 10 years time i don't know but it's, it's just like i'm playing with these toys this is what i have at the moment and uh i'm just being rebellious and putting, putting what i know into music trying to get other people to understand and question their, their their reality as well and trying to you know get them along on the journey as well just to sort of you know start those cogs turning a little bit because everyone's a little yeah. bit rusty in here at the moment and uh and uh, that, well, that's locked been, I mean, if you yeah, think we're yeah. going to go to hell for thinking certain things, like this is what this is how compliance happens. I mean, essentially coercion. I mean, at some point, if I convince you, like, if you do this, you might die, or if you do this, you're going to go to hell, or if you do this, you're you're in the out group. Most people, and it's it's healthy, but all of us have a level of Aquarian energy. Raphael's got a North Node, like you do, uh, in Aquarius. Um, we're here to push the limits, and sometimes that means losing fingers. Right? It's like, oh my God, I touched this, I touched the saw blade when I was on, and I lost a finger. 
It's like, well, now you know that thing is really dangerous as opposed to saying, you know, this is where it gets really tricky. Trust, authority. Um, because not, I really would like to think that not all teachers and scientists and everything is just like Satan. You know, I think people are trying the best they can. And there's a few people at the top of this pyramidal thing that are like, just give them, you know, tell them it's all a fucking, you know, whatever. They're in a horror movie. Just convince them they're in a horror movie. And it's like, we're actually. That's the real point. Yeah. That's yeah, the real we're, point. We're in a, we're in a game. And it, and it only takes a couple of generations to do that, right? And there's maybe objective spiritual, like this gets into the whole like bloodline and Illuminati weirdness and Luciferianism and child sacrifice. Like they might be getting, how would I put this? Um, like kind of like in the Matrix movies, if you play along with the Merovingian, you're probably going to have a better situation in his world or whatever. And if you fight it, he's going to go put you like the key maker in the dungeon or whatever. So you're rewarded to play along with the narrative at this point. And I think the narrative is shaky enough. There's enough between YouTubers and people asking questions. The psychedelic kind of revolution has happened in the past 50 years, we'll just say. Um, and just people, you know, necessarily we're moving from the age of Pisces, which is kind of like blind faith, um, spirituality. I mean, in a sense where it's like namaste, like the hippie movement kind of was like the high watermark. I think the sixties, seventies was like psychedelics and, and namaste and all this stuff. And now we're kind of starting to switch to like crypto and AI and hadron colliders. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but it's, it's like, it's social en- you look, you look at that hippie movement. That was all social engineered and all, even the music coming out of that. Did the Grateful social Dead, DIA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just an, it's so, another phase of the social engineering, isn't it? Where we are now, like you say, crypto and YouTube and blah blah blah. Yeah. And in a sense, it's it's it's, it's almost like a, and this is why it, it almost I don't want to be a nihilist. That's where I get scared really quick. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. There's no hope. It's just you know <laughs> how I you have know, my how nihilist many, days. It's hard. How did you get through that? Because that's what I was saying on this on the bench in Switzerland. I was like, I can't trust myself. I can't trust authorities outside like facts necessarily. How would I put this? Certainty is an impossibility. Right. There's probabilities and you can feel very convicted towards certain probabilities, which is totally cool. But in some weird way, it's like nothing is certain. I can't even be certain. I'm thinking my thoughts right now. I could be just like a part of a VR hologram that I'm like experiencing as Jim or what, whatever is, you know, I, who knows this, is, this can be dangerous because I think, like I said, if, if you, if you jump into the ocean and you have nothing to hold on to, it's easy to drown. So, like, we need things to hold on to. Like, okay, like, you've got music. I understand that. Uh, Raphael's got whatever he does in his spirit. Like, we have things we hold on to. Um, I was going to say smoking weed, but even that's kind of, like, helpful in terms of unclogging. Um, it's, 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 it's In a sense, it's, like, the craziest trip we could ever be on. Like, look at this crazy story we're part of. But that can be disheartening and disempowering. So I'm wondering how you have maintained positivity and empowerment, given the fact that you realize it's a fucking circus out here. Yeah, it is tough. And I do have, you know, I do have my down days. And, uh, you know, I go from day to day. Well, I'm, my mood is kind of like this. One, one minute I'm down here, I'm like, we're all fucked. And the next minute, oh, I've got hope. Oh, now we're fucked. So it is a little bit difficult, but, uh, you know, I try to take the positive out. I mean, as I said before, with the whole germ theory thing, I, I feel enlightened for that. Now I know the globe is, is nonsense. I feel enlightened for that. And, you know, now I kind of get the, the, the inner workings of this system. You know, it's nice, but it, but in my subconscious, deeply, I know we're in a very, very, very dark demonic. I'm almost like to, to the point of like, is, is this the bad place? Is this, is, is this, you are know, we in hell? <laughs> are we in hell? I mean, we greet each other every single day using the word hello, right? Oh, you sure. know, so when we come into this realm kicking in and screaming and crying, what does that say when you come into well, the world like, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's also when you have the wrong type of verse. You know, there's other type of verse. You know, in the water with dolphins and so on, there is no crying going on there. Oh, so I think we, it's really about there. how we how we construct no, it's just and easing you into hell the nice way. Then, basically. Well, well, what, what I would what I would consider <laughs> and and I guess I mean I would assume, but uh, kindly comment on this. Would you? Have, I mean, of course, consider yourself to be, let's say, a physical entity, quote unquote, physical. Uh, sorry, a spiritual entity having a physical experience, yeah, right? Yeah, that's how I would. Uh, that's what right. I would so that, of course, completely changes the perspective in in every, everything. And here, I would greatly suggest this is, in a sense, my feeling. And there's lots of lore about this, which one can believe in or not. But just my, even my own feeling would then suggest that anyone feeling this way. Well, this is why we've sent ourselves. And even if we just see it as a game within, you know, God's consciousness, I'm always asking people, well, would it's you play the, game, isn't it? Would it's you, game, yeah, would you, game. would would you play it? I mean, sick, both in I terms would, of. I would, though, but I would. So, so yes, a great, yeah, yeah, of course you would. To have this experience. That's the point. So, yeah, so, exactly. and, yeah, yeah. and to have the awareness to even be able to, I want to say, witness and in some ways participate, you know, in potentially a complete societal transition and whatever this means exactly. But we certainly have the potential for absolute greatness, you know, especially coming from this confined, completely insanely limited uh, and confused place, you know, I always consider humanity when I think about, you know, different entities, whether animals, you know, fairies, whatever etheric entities there could be, I think of them as the master philosophers and the master humorists, especially because we had this ability to experience this complete insanity of confusion of believing that we are actually limited to only this life you know and get all these other add-on confusions so i think just in terms of aesthetics if we would see consciousness as an art piece you could say okay it's really distorted art piece or whatever but in comparison to how i would imagine most other entities even animals and so on experience life it is very 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 unique and very very special and if we add that to the idea that we're not limited by only this experience I think it is easier to laugh about it, and or yeah, it's almost it's, a necessity, it, it, you know. If it's a piece of art, it is a really, like you say, it's a really fucked up piece of art, but it is a piece of art, and like you say, we're having our gothic period now. I guess. It's like, <laughs> oh, Hellraiser! What's going on? Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's it's like that, isn't it? But uh, yeah, um, it's I don't know if you're into Genesis. Uh, the band, one of the best things come out of England, Pink Floyd, Genesis. I mean, there's some great shit to come out of your country. Um, but in The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which is an amazing double album, if you haven't heard it, go check it out like immediately. Um, what The closing called The Carpet Crawlers, which has great lyrics. I can't remember them all, but it's like, you know, they're they're moving towards this thing that they're told, you know, they're being pulled up by a magnet, believing they're free and all this kind of weird. It's almost like a Pilgrim's Progress on acid or something. It's not particularly religious but it's it's peter gabriel going pretty hard in a, in a very um conceptual album way it's like crazy crazy conceptual album in any event one of the lyrics to that is you got to get in to get out and it kind of repeats that over and over you got to get in to get out and it's like that is essentially at best it, at worst we're a part of some crazy prison gnostic hell that we you know it's like holy shit what to use another lyric and sorry to interrupt but what about you can check out any what you can check out any time you like but you can never leave right what about california (laughs) (laughs) right so and ironically they said they we haven't had that spirit since 1969 which is right around the moon landing kind of stuff so it's like we might have shifted spirits like this gets really weird really quick jaco lul who's a christian philosopher but um 
also um, Marshall McLuhan, uh, people start talking about like, you know, a city has a spirit. London is not the same thing as Paris. Um, you know, like the wilderness is not the same thing as a city. These things have, agri- in a weird way, potentially aggregors of spiritual like potency. So like, you know, when people like go to Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's a very different spirit than like New York City where anything can happen. You know, Big Apple, like go for your dreams, whatever. Uh, um, it'd be funny to think that if, uh, almost in an astrological sense, like we switch spiritual times or like the rulers or archons or whatever that are governing the dynamics do change seats like musical chairs. And it's not just like this one kind of thing. It's because if you look at Mayan, um, Nordic, I think there's a bunch of cosmologies that use flat earth models. This isn't a oh, new uh, idea particularly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? yeah, sorry, continue. I mean, it, it, it's an old idea. And I, what's fun, and it's not old in, a, in like a bad way, but it's like it was a fundamental part of people's perspectives at some point. Shamans, whoever, like they're like this I is kind the of the globe is, I think the globe is the new kid on the block. I mean, they, they, they were teaching um, the flat Earth model up till about eighty years ago. In fact, a friend of mine, David Weiss, had an interview with a hundred and three year old woman. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, which is incredible. She was saying that they would thought that it was a, a globe about sort of nineteen twenty was when the globe model was introduced. So this is not like, you know, uh, we've known for thousands of years. This is, this is, this is an antiquated idea. You know, we've known for 500 years. And it's, it's, it's not that the globe is the new kid on the block like, to, to the tune of about 80 years, according to the, the, interview, the interview that David Wise did. I think that was incredible. That's interesting to think. Yeah, like that guy, Jacques Ellul, he was um, in ter- um, um I forgot his name. I just said it a second ago. Um, the Canadian thinker. Don't worry about it. But anyway, this guy was born like a horse and buggies. He saw the fucking car come in, TV, nuclear bombs, the moon landing, internet potentially. Like there's so much change happening so quickly. Uh, and in a way, like Raphael was saying, um, we asked to kind of be here. Just looking at your chart, like you asked to be, how would I put it? We've asked to be in the wet seats of Shamu of the apocalypse or whatever. It's like, that's the most inter- interesting times probably in a weird way where it's like, look how much change and dramatic potential is. And, and, uh, and, and just the, the, uh, how would I even put it? Not to say like, you know, someone in the 1600s or, you know, feudal Europe wasn't like as equally in the image of God or important spiritually or any of that, but they found themselves in conditions that were so different right now. We're pretty much in like at the breaking point. And this is like reality is a Ferrari and we're, we're redlining right now. Like I don't even understand um, how the next year will play out, let alone five or 10 or 40, you know, it's like um, between Hadron clutters. Do you have any uh, impressions about that kind of stuff? Um, I mean, obviously if you're against NASA, do you think they're doing nefarious things or anything at all? I don't know. I mean, when you sort of open your mind to the big deceptions of what NASA is and, you know, the the big lies can exist. I mean, I don't know what the Hadron Collider is and what it's doing or if it's doing anything. A lot of people tie it to the Mandela effect, distorting reality, that kind of thing. I know that when they opened it or when they opened the Gothard Tunnel that links to to CERN, it was a huge satanic ritual. I don't know if you did you see that? Did you see the whole Gothard Tunnel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are they really smashing together particles and all that sort of stuff? I don't know. I, I, it's a good I question. Also, just to throw up a few things. So one thing is if you look at the Large Hadron Collider, it looks like this black sun images. Anyone, you know, they themselves can decide with these, you know, sig runes kind, kind of going out, whatever this may mean. I just know, you know, it's heavily subsidized. Also, which is not so unimportant, it's of course a huge underground system, 
you know, yeah. and maybe connected to all kinds of underground things. And this also, yeah. So um, it's, it's not there for the benefit of humanity. Is it? They're, not, yeah. they're not pumping out vitamins, are they? Let's, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in a sense, I think at best, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt for a minute. I think they're testing the limits of physical reality. So they're kind of trying to pry open the TV screen a little. And in a sense, we don't know what's on the other side of the TV screens. Like maybe we're on a channel and this is the channel we need to be at. And if you go to that TV station, it's a totally different, like, you know, Hellraiser or um, there's a movie uh, Event Horizon with um, the guy from Jurassic Park. The idea is his spaceship goes through a spaceship. I mean, you doubt that exists, but uh, his spaceship goes through a black hole and comes back and it's like, oh, you're possessed now. And it's like this story, bro. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's an interesting uh, movie. It's actually got the guy who Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Um, it's a it's an intense movie. Um, one of the, f- f- but it's sci-fi, obviously. In any event, um, obviously we could speculate, and I don't mind armchair speculation, kind of shotgunning ideas randomly. That's kind of what we do here. Um, having lived, I mean, I, I was in Switzerland not too far from there for like a year, and I there was a phenomenon that occurred, and I've always been like, I, there was weird things happening. I thought I don't even want to get into it, but like whether it was a demon or a dragon or something. One night I was smoking weed in the up in the hills, and something not terrestrial seeming or mythological came up and i mean i smoke i don't smoke now but i used to smoke a lot of weed i used to grow so it wasn't like some psychosis of the plant or something i was like what the fuck is that um and even like there was this huge and i even googled it i was like uh, i was in the town near waymo near kind of valar uh outside of um montro basically montro um and uh there was this huge white flash and it was like an energy burst and i don't still don't know if that, that's hadron collider related or no but just to understand like, what leave the, the collider out of it for a second but would it be like a lindworm or like one of these mythological creatures that looks a bit like it because there's many lores you know like in carinthia and so on these kind of wyvern type creatures it was like a or, wolf I, okay, so I have to give some context. I had just come back from Amsterdam and smoked a shit ton of weed <laughs> and eaten truffles and stuff. And I actually didn't get on my flight because they're like, do you have any hash or any weed? And I was like, no. And then like the bottom of my bag was like, you know, 0.1 of a hash ball that I had lost or whatever happened. Yeah, yeah. So I had to take a Flix bus through Germany and somebody on the bus actually overdosed on heroin, which was kind of gnarly um, so, on, like, on the Audubon. This is like my European sojourn. I'm like, what the fuck is Europe? What is going on? So... Um, <laughs> get back to switzerland and i'm like all right i got a day or two i i'm gonna smoke some weed because i'm used to it at this point and i gotta smoke and i go up to this bench you guys don't probably care but the point is uh smoking some weed and i look up and i'm not okay so i had also been reading a book uh by a guy named frank peretti who's a christian called this present darkness which is basically about fallen angels and demons and like spiritual warfare basically let's just put it that way so this was in my subconscious psyche anyway and i'm smoking i'm looking around and this thing dude I am not even into like mythology, particularly like like lichens or something like that. Like this was like a muscular ass werewolf thing. And it was on all fours. And the only reason I say dragon is because it was like it was beastly. I mean, it was like not normal animal. And but it was so dark that I wasn't really even able to sh- see for sure. And I was like, I mean, it's one of these events where like when I die, I'm like, what happened there? Because like that makes no sense. Like was so I'm not like going to bat-, bat and saying there's you know demon wolves in the hills of Switzerland. I'm not really sure, but. At some point, we have to realize that stories about fairies, stories about, you know, blue people like India and how they have, you know, Krishna and all this stuff. Reality is so much more complicated and weird than we can ever imagine. And what we've done to try to cope with that is to figure it out with a science and a method and a dogma and a 
don't get off the path, the yellow brick road, the witches are over the woods, they'll kill you, whatever. Um, I'm not even saying there's a right and wrong way. Maybe I was playing, you know, I'm doing psychedelics and reading books about spiritual warfare. Maybe I'm influencing my psyche to the point where it manifests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe you manifested that. Maybe, I don't know, who knows what happened there, but yeah, maybe you just broke out of the matrix for a second and saw something. I don't know what was there, but that, that, yeah, that's pretty Have cool. you ever done DMT out of curiosity? No, I'm too, I'm, I'm too scared of it because I don't want to have that experience where I shit my pants. You know, where I'm so... Oh, that's ayahuasca. Because because I have you have no control. I don't think I'll have enough no. control. I've obviously got don't. my own demons as well. You know, no, it's I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to sound like promoting it. And you know, everyone has no, to know their own serious. their own uh, you know legality and state of consciousness and psychological readiness for this. You know, PSA. However, yeah, I mean, I yeah, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think I'm ready. I mean, it, it fascinates me. I would love to see what's going on in these alternative. You know, because we I know we can only see a certain frequency, and there's all of this stuff out here that I would love to. See, but it scares the hell out of me because I'd like to be in control. I'm a bit of a control freak, and if I can't control myself, and I don't know, I'm just I'm just, I think I'm petrified of having a bad experience. I think that's what what's keeping it at bay for me at the moment. Which is normal. I mean, yeah, losing in a sense having reality reality dissolve. It's like that's that's heavy shit. Um, I kind of enjoy it, but yeah, of course it I mean, takes a certain the, the perspective. <laughs> but I mean, in a sense. Sorry, just to mention this. Oh, yeah. You're kind of used to it already. You know, the whole world falling apart. You know, the whole globe cracked already and so yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. I've got some foray into that realm. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I suppose I have some experience with that, but I guess I need to have somebody. I mean, I think I would like to have the experience, but probably I'd like to dip my toe into the experience rather than going like jumping straight into the pool. And I think I would like to have a guide of some kind and, you know, to ease me in. And I don't know. It, it may... There's wisdom there. I'd say, I, I mean, I'll just say briefly, I smoked it randomly once, like randomly as fuck after delivering pizzas at two in the morning back in 2011. Um, and I blasted through and it feels like this whole world was a simulation. You're in the real thing. I was talking to Egyptian deities about my faith and just weird shit having Kundalini activations. It was not what I expected. That was the weirdest part. It's like, you know, when you do mushrooms or maybe smoke pot or something, it's like, it's a very kind of like, it's manageable. This is more like, You've just taken the red pill and like goodbye, Wizard of Oz shit. Yeah, you, 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 uh, just have to, you have to ride it. You're like, I'm committed now. So what can you do? Rather than sort of you know being fearful of it, because I, I believe those experiences would probably amplify any kind of fear that goes on. You kind of have to commit to it, don't you? And I, I, I don't know. I, I would love to have that experience, but um, I, I, don't, I don't know. On your terms. On your terms. Yeah. But, well, yeah even, my, my sense, when you die, you're going to, when we die, these are the chemicals that kind of secrete naturally from our brain. So in some weird way, we do trip when we die. And, and, and even before not, dying, it's not, it's naturally it's ongoing all the time. It's like dreams and so on. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I'm not like, trust me, it's one of these things that's so powerful. I mean, it's like a nuclear bomb. I'm not fucking with it regularly. Like I, I did it a few times in my life and I'm like, I still can't process what's happening. Was that archetypal? Was this transdimensional? Was I dead? Uh, who knows how it works but the reason i bring it up is because um it made it more plausible ironically psychedelics have made conspiracies more plausible for me in a sense so it's like reality is not what i think it is and especially and so just to bring this up especially considering that at least for many decades now when it became more popular many of these substances of course are i guess mostly illegal or whatever with dmt it's often not so clear i think it's scheduled as well somehow i don't even know if DMT is scheduled, but even this, and then there is interesting just to correlate this and give a different perspective. One idea I heard, for example, is maybe, you know, the very famous official sign, let's say of French royalty, the fleur de lys, you know, this flower. 
three petal flower, right? And supposedly this is also relating to, for example, the water lily, which as I heard at a festival from a guy who knows about this stuff, is one of the plants that contains high, high amounts of DMT. And only in my own simple mind, aside from being a trinity symbol and so on, it could also be a sign that, you know, royalty power or simply consciousness awareness is somehow associated, of course, to certain plants, to DMT. And basically what I want to say is, I would very much assume that whatever controller or elite faction, they're certainly not using it the right way because then they would act differently in my view. Um, but they certainly have perused this. So I guess, you know, to anyone like Jim said, wanting to, I don't know, see how flexible reality really can be. This is yeah, very interesting experience. Yeah, no, no, but no, no, like, like Neo, where he's, where he's putting his finger in the mirror and it's pulling out the liquid yes. mirror. That's yes. pretty much what happens. Yes. Yeah, really. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got well, to have that experience. That. I, I want to have that, it, but like you say, on my terms, it, it frightens me a little bit. I'm a bit of a control. Well, don't feel bad about that. Even no, Morpheus no. is like, "Look, you're going to take a pill or one, but there's this is not a joke, right?" He's like, "Like this will change your world." Um, and I think, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm a psychonaut reforming ish. Uh, like in a sense, just you know, eating acid once a week has its limits or whatever. So I don't do that all the time, but um. There's reasons there's prohibitions against these things. Obviously, some things, you know, like deadly nightshade or whatever, that can kill you. You can overdose on heroin. Alcohol will fuck up your liver. Smoking hurts your lungs or whatever. Sorry, but that's not really are... an argument because there's too many pharmaceuticals that are not properly limited at all. And I'm not even going to talk about fentanyl and so on. So that argument, you know, only holds up halfway. Yeah. So, yeah. But they're <laughs> definitely gatekeeping at some level. Um, I mean, if you look at, like, whatever, Native American cultures and stuff, they would have, what, uh, feather, you know, plumes of uh headgear or whatever headdresses and that's to symbolize essentially you know the psychedelic mind opening up egyptians would have like serpents coming out of their um crowns or whatever they're going there's a, there's a lot of uh, even back in the day the Eleusinian mysteries like for three or four thousand years in greece they would do this ritual um this i mean is it good or bad who knows but they would be, probably give someone something similar to lsd and then go through this whole like pageant of like this is the story of how the seasons work or whatever you know Eurydice and uh, Orpheus, and uh, the, they call it the Orphic Mysteries, like these mystery schools. But, like, you could only do this once. It wasn't like come here and go to Woodstock all the time. It was like you get to watch this passion play on acid once, and you're going to get your epiphany and enjoy the ride. Um, it's it's one of the hieroglyphics <laughs> or something. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not saying everybody has to go trip. I mean, there's you can do holotropic breathing, you can meditate, you can fast for 40 days. You know, there's ways to get into altered states without ingesting chemicals or whatever um but these seem to be keys keys to doorways that open to different reality tunnels um and if you're not all about that that's cool um it, i still I'm, I'm very trepidatious when i trip i mean i'm like are the conditions correct do i really feel like i do like is my soul telling me to do this it's not just so much like pop a pill and see what happens anymore um personally but in any event um i guess is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about uh, I know we've been talking for a little while. Uh, we've covered a lot of bases, but I mean, we have, I mean, what are some, maybe uh, I'm a musician, you're a musician. I really do appreciate your playing. Like you're not bad. Like let's put that, you're a talented musician. Some people, you know, get on, get on an open mic stage and just kind of strum three chords. Yeah, and sing I, mean, I, 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 I don't see whatever. myself as a, you know, I don't, I know I call myself a musician, but I mean, it's not like I've studied music and, and got, you know, and, and got the grades to show for it. I can't even read music. It's just, hey, I you're just a player. But I just like I like the look of the piano when it was sitting. Then I started working out some things, and that's and then I picked up guitar. I started working out some things, and uh, so I don't call myself a guitarist or a pianist or a singer or a music producer. I do those things, 
But uh, I'm a kind of a jack of all trades, but master of none, really. I just kind of get in, learn enough about the guitar, learn enough about production, just to be able to put it into, you know, a, a song that I can deliver and say, this is what I think about the world, you know? So that's what I'm kind of doing. But sorry to cut you off there, Kevin. No. Uh, David Gilmore, I'm sure you know him, Pink Floyd. Uh, he's like, the guitar is the device that I can express myself most effectively on. I think yeah. you, me, people like that, are, we're creative, and then these happen to be branches of extension of that creativity. They're tools. So, they're, they're just tools. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. It's a tool that I use to express myself, as is, you know, uh, logic software. Anything is a tool, really, because, uh, like I said before, no one wants to hear me talking on a microphone to say, hey, you should look into this, you should look, no one's going to listen to that. But put You'd it into... Well, yeah, well, I don't know. Right now, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. But I, you know, I just I, I, I've reached so many people. You know, if I was to do a show, a weekly show or something, I don't think people would listen to it. But if I was to do a song and you know spend three months making that song and making the video, you know, making it really creative and really visual, you know, I've reached millions of people that way. So I kind of like it. Yeah, they're just tools really to me. But again, I'm not. I, I say I'm a musician, but I've not studied. You know, grade one, grade two piano or anything like that. I don't think I don't know how to read music. If you put a sheet of music in front of me, it'd be like Japanese to me. I just like be like, what the fuck is that? It's just like I want to make a nice sound out of this. I want to use this and make a nice sound. And right now, this is what I want to say. And when I got when I found out about green screen, I was like, holy shit! Right, I can get really visual now with this with this stuff. So uh, they're all they're all tools. And uh, I'm not I'm not an expert musician. It's just I'm just creatively, you know, doing my. Are thing. you? Uh... Uh, given that you're using technology, I mean, in a sense, like, you know, Bach made the well-tuned clavier. So it's like we have a piano now and people make guitars like these are technological advancements of perception, auditory perception, in a sense. Um, what is your feeling about virtual reality? Would you even fuck with that kind of stuff? No, I, I, mean, no, I, I don't like the way that's going, the whole Facebook and Metaverse thing, and I like, own nothing and be happy. I did, there was a really powerful meme that somebody put out. They said, you will own nothing and be happy, and it was just this person in this dirty room with a, with a VR headset, <laughs> and I that just, you know... Just, I, I don't like that. That that just seems very sort of transhumanist to me, and uh, I don't like the way those guys are. I will not fuck around with that at all. It's it's funny because I think that's where the limits are being drawn now. I mean, uh, obviously we have a podcast and stuff. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to go. I, I every morning after this, I'll do it. I pull tarot cards and I jam to them or play songs depending on whatever the vibe of the cards is. Um, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to do in VR as kind of an idealist. And then I started thinking like Raphael or maybe my fiance have been like, this is on your face. This is like fucking with your energy systems. Maybe, um, who knows? Do you remember, what, when, they, you know, do you remember like, when they used to say in the seventies or eighties, don't sit too close to the television it'll ruin your eyes. And now we're like right here. Yeah. Smack in the yeah. face. <laughs> it makes it tricky to know how to be because there's a, there is a, um, how would I put it? A, a flavor, a, uh, an attraction to <clears throat> technological innovation and stuff. I mean, film, that Hollywood is like this. They're magicians, like really. They're, they're taking it's still images. That's always a dream. Yeah. Hollywood, yeah. Um, so I, I, I do appreciate that you're kind of finding limits to the what wizardry is acceptable for you. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but keeping it, you know, it's weird because on the one hand, like I mean, Ableton or Logic, like you're saying, like these open up, like they're going to be composers and songwriters and stuff that are doing things that are so alien just because they're not using organic instruments and they can use tonal frequencies and spectrums that are just so new and different. I don't know if that is necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's kind of happening. Um, just like there's, you know, people in the rainforest who live on, you know, in loincloths and then there's kids who are doing whatever ketamine and getting on VR or whatever. So there's a whole spectrum of experience down here, but I was just kind of get, trying to get a pulse. Um, I mean, clearly in a sense, um, 
one cannot be too dogmatic about anything. Like obviously, you know, keyboards, internet itself, we're using technology right now. Um, so we can't just say, no, all technology is bad, but it seems when it starts kind of bleeding into your biosphere after a point, like, uh, I mean, you're wearing sunglasses, but I wear glasses. So it's a little blurry right now. That's technology. Language is technology, <laughs> you know, um, DNA potentially is technology. So, um, it's hard to know where the line is, but it seems like we're kind of getting to a place, like you just said, transhumanism, where some people are saying, there is no God, let's do it ourselves, let's engineer us how we want to be. And then other people are saying, I think I've had enough of that. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like the way these devices make me feel. I don't, I don't like I, I'm, I'm really trying to distance myself from technology. I see them as uh, they're quite controlled. I, I'm spending more and more time foolishly on my now I've just started a telegram account because I obviously I'm very passionate about spreading this message but what I find myself is is being more drawn to this device I have to attend to all these comments and, and you know, I've got to monitor this and admin on this and, and I just I'm just there for like two hours in the morning just like sorting my shit out a lot of my conspiracy music just responding to comments and I'm, I'm like this and I'm like this is not. This is not how we're supposed to. This be. is what I signed up for. <laughs> this one, I don't want this. So I, I'm. I did, so we had. I had a conversation with the wife yesterday, saying I want to come away from it all. I want to get away from the screens. I want to get away from Telegram and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all of these things because uh, we're not meant to be staring into a device. We're not meant to be sitting in front of a PC. We're not designed for that sort of stuff. So yeah, I use it, uh, but I, I'm getting to the point now where I think my work is all I'm getting to the point I'm almost, I'm almost ready to walk away from it all really because um, I don't I feel you I feel you trust yeah. me we, I, we I, do a lot of stuff on the internet now it's like, I'm huh? doing the self-sufficiency thing and I'm growing vegetables and that and going having the good life and the simple life I, I, I feel so much better when I've got my hands in dirt than when I'm sitting in front of a keyboard you know being uh I wouldn't say radiate because everything's hardwired now. I learned a little bit about radiation, but it was being radiated with my Bluetooth mouse and everything. I don't think humans are designed. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. I, 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 I use the technology, but I, I see it as it's essentially evil and controlling. So I'm very. I'm going to start taking steps in the next year or so to start removing myself from, from these platforms. And you know, I think the volume of work that I've done musically is enough to just walk away and say, "Hey, I've contributed." You know, because people are always asking me, "Do a song about this. Do a song about that." Do a song about this and you know what's the point in doing these songs and just preaching to the choir if you just learn what i'm really trying to say in my original music then that should you know that should hopefully be enough for you to question the, you know what the reality you're in so I'm, I'm very much thinking about walking away from it or just removing myself from technology because although i use it and it's been great for me and it's specifically with the ringtones as well you know for you, yeah. so i've got that much to thank technology for i mean i love it but i, I also see it as you know this 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 evil presence in my house this technology that i really desperately want to get away from i would suggest that a lot of technology has caused us to become less good stewards of the planet i mean if we weren't all watching the moon landing maybe we would be gardening and you know exercising and getting sunshine or whatever so it's, it's a progressive thing and i'm not like a luddite where i'm like it's all bad but i totally feel you i mean even recently i'm like I, I very much understand. I mean, I've been active on Facebook and uh, the internet and stuff for about a decade. And I'm just kind of like, I think I've said what I need to say. Exactly. I, like my, my values are shifting to the point where it's like, I mean, especially in the, this day and age, because it seems like they're saying, if you want to keep these toys and have all this progress and all this stuff, you've got to play our game by our rules. Exactly. So when, when, when you get to the point where you can't, you can't sign into YouTube until, until you've you know, given your COVID pass or, or whatever or it's gonna it's gonna go it's gonna get to that point now so i want to sort of be a bit a little bit ahead of the game and just try and live a life where i don't need facebook i don't need to, to say my message like i think i've said enough 
to you know and uh, so i i would feel pretty comfortable walking away from it now but it's going to be, have to be a gradual process because technology has been a huge part of my life I've, I've used oh, it. we're addicted i get yeah, it it's, addicted, it's not even all bad yeah. it's not yeah. even all bad so you're actualizing yourself through technology but there's a season for everything so we can't just try to be eternal summer children. It's like winter comes, fall comes, spring comes. So I totally, totally understand what you're saying. Um, don't throw it out completely, I would say, but mm, definitely the fact that you're thinking about it is wise, I would say. Like you could always, I guess, relegate, you know, there's some intern to do your social media or something like that. Uh, if you, you know, there's there's options, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do it. Options, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, what but we have, had, we have had those conversations for sure, yeah. Well, Alex, I know you're always going to be on the cutting edge of things, just given your astrology. Um, so the fact that you're like, oh, I'm going to rebel against this new system is not terribly surprising. Um, <laughs> I guess, um, if there, is there any kind of like parting, we'll be sure to put your links and stuff uh, in the comments. Are there Thank any you. kind of parting thoughts or, or you, know, you know, it doesn't have to be an epitaph of gold, pure gold or anything like that. Don't, no pressure. No, it, probably, um, it probably won't be coming from me, uh, but uh, no, I would, I, would, uh, encourage people, I would encourage people to question everything. Also, look at the, the I, one thing I am passionate about is the uh, the music deception as well, the frequency manipulation of our music. I mean, there's a, there's a conspiracy that our music has been detuned, the whole 432 hertz to 440 hertz. I don't know if you've uh, looked into oh, yeah. that. Uh, that 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 blew my mind when I and I make all my music now in 432 hertz. In fact, I made an album. This is called True Solfeggio, which is all guitar instrumentals, very Floyd-like, very uh, Pink Floydy kind of instrumentals, and it's got embedded solfeggio healing frequencies in it. And uh, the feedback I had from that was uh, quite astonishing. So I think there's something to that. So there's definitely a manipulation of the frequency of that music. Music could be very healing, and if it's done correctly using the right frequencies, um, so. I would encourage people to look into, you know, because the, the, the powers that be, they, they, they manipulate everything. I see it as a multi-pronged attack. You know, the air is poison, the food is poison, the, the information is poison. And, and now I'm coming to understand that the music is poison as well. So um, doing stuff in 432 hertz and putting healing frequencies. I know it sounds all very new age and all no, that. No, I'm about it. My guitar's two to 432. I totally get it. Beautiful. We've had a person on who's a musician, and this is weird because I don't want to sound bigoted generationally, but we've had someone on before who's, a, who's an older, I'd say 60, 56 year olds. Um, and he was like, I don't see he's an Aquarius too ironically so he's like you know it's smart and about kind of dissecting reality and he was like I'm just not feeling any difference whatever I very much feel a difference in the musical right on. right on um so I mean it is what it is like I'll still listen to fucking the Beatles or whatever you know it's like I don't at some level it is what it is yeah you but take like, a, a blue pill at the weekend right I'm gonna listen to the Beatles I'm gonna go watch a movie I'm just gonna blue pill yeah I mean all that stuff with the Beatles as well it's all total social engineering and uh um but no with the four three two I, I don't know I mean you can't just sit someone down and say, listen to these two pieces of music. This is 432 and this is 440. And, see, and then someone goes, oh, I didn't really feel much different. It's, it's not about that. It's kind of like like being in the studio and uh, being engrossed in actually immersed in this in, in, in that kind of music. I mean, there's a reason why I, there's a book actually called the, the 440 Enigma that goes into the why, the how, the when, and, and, and who was. When you I'll understand that the, the, the Rockefellers were behind the change and funding the change from 432 to 440, right? That's a huge red flag for me. Oh, so the Rockefellers were doing the musical shift as well as apparently, I mean, they were coming up, like Raphael said, I couldn't think of, I thought it was Rothschilds, so that's the banking, but the Rockefellers, once you get all this money and you say, the world is our toy, what do we do with it? Maybe they weren't doing the best things for us. <laughs> Maybe they, you know, made us have total uh, a value system. And it's weird because, um, how to put it, if you disorient people, even just slightly, even just four hertz or whatever, you know, or eight hertz or whatever it is, um, that has an effect. Just like if you see, you know, if your vision is like, 
blurry a little, or if you're having well, cymatically, look, look, look at the cymatic effects of 432. Yes, exactly. You can get much more coherent patterns with 432 hertz. And if we are to believe that we are made up of 70% water, and you know, you look at the structure biologically, what's going on with 432 hertz with the wood with the water. I mean, I want my water to behave in this coherent, beautiful cymatic patterns, you know. So there, there, there's that, but uh, I think there's more of a spiritual. Uh, reason for it and uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty convinced then that. final uh, final question away so we can also let you go thank you very much for giving us your yeah. time just as we speak about cymatics and music last question related to tartaria and all these beautiful we now call them churches or judge houses and so on i oh, even went I to a school with exactly and yeah. what do you think about the idea that there maybe originally were no glass windows and this was somehow you know i mean it looks so beautiful i'm like this has to have had a higher purpose what's your intuition in terms of music and organs and churches and so on just I anything I, I love that idea i love that how i mean i, I haven't dug too much into the whole tartar or anything but uh, i've looked at it a little bit and uh, i like the idea i mean these huge these these huge cathedrals are and organs, that's an interesting word, isn't it? Organ, like these, these huge things. Well, we're, we're being told that these things were there for worship and for music and stuff. No, I don't believe it. These things were resonating. I think the architects of those buildings, they, they knew they understood resonance and they understood frequencies and they were doing things with that. Um, that that, that, that would probably we could not really understand but if you look at like you say the cymatic patterns in the in the in the structure there i think uh, oh i would love to do a gig in a cathedral in 432 hertz and see how that really resonates with people see if that really sort of carries over and i bet it does i mean if you could get a gospel choir in that in that cathedral in singing in 432 hertz and imagine how moving that would be like real that would be incredible but yeah i think there's absolutely something to it and again i think um it's all about the intent because that that could also be used as uh, if you put malintent behind that kind of power in these cathedrals, which there probably is. You know, then what could you do? You could maybe create I don't know some kind we'll of, create this what we have now. Yeah, or <laughs> some kind of maybe some kind of mud flood or some kind of liquefaction. I don't know. The frequency is incredibly interesting to me. I don't understand it fully, but yeah, I, I definitely resonate with 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 that that these cathedrals were used as were used as places of healing and uh, probably maybe even to the point of you know tele teleportation even you know there are places in there are cathedrals there they actually have markers on the ground where you put your feet under these huge sort of spirals you know what, what was going on there are they literally is there some sort of teleportation there is there some kind of connection to, to the divine there or something i don't know but uh yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's an eye-opener for sure, that whole Tartaria. You've got some research to do, dude, uh, physically and otherwise. I mean, you're in Spain. There's probably some cathedrals. Go in there one day with your guitar and just be like, hey, I want to try something. I'm a musician. They might let you. Uh, who knows? They might. They um, might. But I don't want to go out into the big, bad world at the moment because uh, – they they want they might they want to put they want to cover my exhaust they want as soon as I go anywhere they want to do this to me. Yeah. Right. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's that. hard. Yeah, I understand. And it's funny, obviously, I mean, I don't know how valid the entire biblical history is presented as such in the Bible, but um, the walls of Jericho are brought down with a bunch of people singing and trumpeting at a certain frequency, and it causes a building to collapse or a city to collapse. So yeah. there's a lot of, uh, you know, sound mystery. I'm going to check out that book. What was the title again? 440 oh, The Enigma? The 440 Enigma. I think it's L.C. Okay. Lewis or something. It's, it's only quite a thin little book, but it's, yeah, it's amazing. It, it explores the idea of the, the connection between the Golden Ratio and the Fibonacci sequence and all that that the, the 432 Hertz has with, with you can see it in nature. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating read. Um, yeah, 440 
the 440 enigma is it a conspiracy to separate mankind from the divine i think is the tagline to it fascinating well i appreciate you coming on here um like i said we'll put your links in the comments is there any kind of last statement you want to make before you disconnect no just if you want to find out more about me and my music uh, remember three words conspiracy music guru if you want to find me on youtube youtube is probably the best because um you can find all my visuals and uh, then you can look at all the links in the descriptions if you want to investigate me further um should you if you really 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 want to but yeah conspiracy music guru my music's on itunes and uh, amazon and all those uh, all those uh, corporate machines hey it's, it's helping you get through the reality that is so props you're making it work you're taking ideas and implementing them so you're you're making shitty shitty bang bangs let's put it real you got flying cars and all sorts of weird shit and yeah. just keep doing your thing dude you're, you're having fun and that's really the bottom line i mean we might yeah. die with guillotines on our heads for not having masks or something but at least we had a good time or something like that um yeah. guys he is team rabbit hole as fuck so they're they're out there find the others they're out there you're not alone We're, we all have questions we all want to kind of converse and compare notes Clearly, this is a way to do it. Um, I think Alex shows that, and obviously Rafael is a Libro. You can have conversations without getting heated. <laughs> you could have differing opinions and, and question without getting like you know hyper political necessarily or um, you know argumentative. So it's always good to just question things, like you were saying. And as Morpheus kind of says in the Matrix movies, like we could show you the door. You're the one who gets to walk through these things. Like it's up to you to walk your path. It, who knows what's true? That's for you to decide for yourself. So yeah, find the others, y'all. And hopefully you have a good day. Thank you very much, Alex, for giving us your time. Thank you, Jim, as always. And thanks, everyone, for listening or watching. And yeah, the capo will be one of your tracks. Thanks again. Thank and you. And yeah, catch you all next time. Cheers. Adios. Put a globe in your face and that thing looked cool. The teacher explained how it all worked. Of course it sounded so berserk, but but who was I to question it? Because I was just a tiny kid. It sounded crazy as could be, but teacher would never lie to me. She was real nice, she didn't know. She too was taught to believe in that globe. I don't blame her, it wasn't her fault. She was only repeating what she'd been taught. I went through life believing that lie. That spinning ball was now in my mind. Don't let them take your mind. Don't let them take your mind, man. Uh-uh. Don't let them tell you that you are not divine. Don't let them do it, man. No. Take control of your soul. Take back control. through space on a road to nowhere so i live my life without a care cause cause i was taught that there ain't no creator 
That's what I was told from my educator. So I live my life so selfishly, there ain't gonna be no hell for me. I'll do what I want with no care for others, with no respect for my brothers. Until one day when I woke up and I drank some truth with my coffee cup. I learned the things ain't what they seem. This so-called reality is just a dream. There's deception everywhere that I look. The news, the TV, and in my school books. And I'm pretty soon I realize that everything's just a pack of lies, man. Don't let them take your mind. Don't let them take your mind, man. Uh-uh. Don't let them tell you that you are not divine. On a biblical level It's orchestrated by the devil Many think that hate don't exist But that's what he wants That's one of his tricks But I found out that that dude's real And I tell you, man, that's a bitter pill So I question everything I was told I had to question that spinning globe I had to relearn it all again And get some truth inside this brain Pretty soon I realized that the globe I was taught was a pack of lies So I studied as hard as can be I found the flat earth conspiracy Man, it hit me like a ton of bricks The globe I was taught was a devil's trick Don't let them take your mind Don't let them take your mind, man Uh-uh Don't let them tell you that you are not divine to connect the dots and I'm telling you man there are lots I soon realized that the earth was flat it's not a belief man it's a fact and once I found out that reality well it did a funny thing to me for a while there I was pretty shocked but now I know that there is a God and once you get to that point of understanding and once you know there ain't no moon landing and once you know that space is fake you you view your life with a different take it ain't just random chance that we're here we we ain't living on no stupid spirit it ain't some ridiculous spinning ball the earth is flat and god created it all don't let them take your mind don't let them take your mind man uh-uh. don't let them tell you that you are not divine
these lies I live a completely different life I stopped reading the news and turned off the TV That thing is evil as can be I started being a nicer guy And God forbid I, I tell a lie I treat people with more respect And I've got me a wife that I'd never neglect Yeah, being good's working out for me Now I ain't blinded and I can see I know that there is a God above and, and if I'm good then he'll show me love I try to live life selflessly to, to be the best that I can be I treat people how I want to be treated Since my indoctrination was defeated So don't believe in the devil's lies Because cause it's God he wants to hide That's why they teach that spinning ball To make you think you ain't special at all don't believe what you're being told Don't believe that, that you're evolved It's all an accident and you are too No, you're someone special and God made you Don't let them take your mind Don't let them take your mind, man Uh-uh Don't let them tell you that you are not divine Don't let them do it, no Take control of your soul You gotta take back control Thank you.